Hello and welcome to show 97 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Booyah! No claps, no boos, nothing. I know, isn't that weird? It's weird because you, you sort is. of wait for them, don't well, you? I was waiting for the clap. Yeah, yeah, I was. And there isn't any. There isn't any. There isn't any. So I should, I should get to introductions, shouldn't I, really? So, yeah, yeah obviously, yeah, how weird is this? Just weird. Uh, there's myself, the daddy. That's you. That's me, and it feels a bit down, doesn't it, Mom? It feels a bit down. Yeah, uh, it'll perk up in it'll a bit, perk though. Up. Don't worry, don't worry. It's going to perk up. I'm excited. I am, I am. Look, shh, look. We don't want to upset anyone here. All right, okay. You know, okay. And, and we've also got Chinny. Yo. That's it. That's all I've got to say. That's it. That's it. Now, as, it, as obviously people have already realised, it's a little bit quiet, no sound clip at the beginning and all that sort of stuff. So maybe someone isn't here, but, but sort of he is sort of here. So let's, let's just play that. Let's play it. Alright. What up everybody? This is Duke here. I can't make it to the podcast tonight. I have to be at parent teacher conferences. So I've sent this sound file to Chinny in order for him to play it and I can sort of be on the podcast. I have a lot of things to say about Modern Warfare Three and Skyrim, but I'm gonna save those for the next podcast. I might write up a little bit about Skyrim first impressions, uh, for those of you who really want those. But right now I have to play this sound clip. Now, I assume Chinny's going to pause here yes, and explain I why I just... Oh, damn. Oh, no. He's going to tell his story. Okay, right, fine. <laughs> Played that sound clip, so I'll give him a moment to pause it. I don't think he's married. Right, so the reason why... Like, okay, <laughs> Come on, explain, brother, explain. My brother um, took over my game attack, right? Like, I was away somewhere working, and he, he was at my house... And he took over my game attack and he, he made me a very fat ginger woman. Because he's ginger, I'm always taking them care of him because they're second class. Right? And um, I, so I made, he made me a very fat ginger woman. Changed my game, uh, game a picture and all this. I came back, I rang him and said, like, you, You've changed this right now. I was like, oh, Okay, you've got me, you've got me. It took me ages to change it back. Um, about a week or two later, Duke, come, we were playing Modern Warfare 3, and like, Duke says, Oh, it still says I like men on your bio. And I went, What? All right, and my brother changed my bio to say I like men, and I didn't know. Ah, so there you go. That's that. All right, I'm playing this now. Oh, a swinging bachelor, eh? Well, there's lots of foxy ladies out there. Elmer, didn't you need seem a little festive to you? Couldn't agree more. Happy as a clam. He prefers the company of men. Who doesn't? No, you're not going to pause it? Okay, I'll play this. Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill? I don't know. Yeah, remember that? Go ahead, Jenny. Explain why. The... Okay, I'll play this other one then if you're not going to explain it. Where you been, Alma? Tire steel industry's gay. Yeah, aerospace too, and a railroad. Hey, of course, maybe Chinny is explaining things, in which case, I guess I can just move on. Oh, wait, one more thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Skyrim, it's awesome. Play it. I saw someone on Reddit say it looked like Fallout Middle Earth, which I thought was pretty funny. It's better than Oblivion, obviously, but I don't know that it's radically different. Uh, it's easier to grab weapons and stuff. Whatever. All right, that's it. I'm done. So there you go. Duke left a message. 
Oh bless! So what's it? What's he insinuating anyway? Do you need then that you you are a gay man? Is that is that what we're saying? I I was thinking you're pretty happy most of the time, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, happy guy, happy guy. Yeah, he's always very happy. So yeah. So, in, yeah, as you might have gathered, Duke isn't here. So nope. Duke is not here. And he isn't here. We're not pretending. We're not like, oh, he's going to be here in a minute. And we're just making it up. He really isn't here. He really nope. isn't here. So it's going to be a very quiet show, although I'm sure Chini may have a few uh, sound bites up his sleeve somewhere. Uh, maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. maybe. We'll see what happens. You never know. We might get a few weird random things thrown in. I'm so in just... used to Duke taking uh, care of that department. Yeah, yeah. I don't really yeah. think. Um, yeah. But we, but we had to get a replacement, obviously, because, got, you know... We, we got a replacement. Yeah, we did get a replacement. You're fired, Tony. Yeah, and, and I'm dead excited, you know. I don't want Duke I, to be upset or anything. Man. But Yeah, I, I do. I do. I do. Uh, so, mystery guest, can you introduce yourself? Hello, fellas. I am uh, Steve Conger, also known as JSS Lifelike. So, what the, it's not going to be a problem that I left my morning zoo radio show in my other pants, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think that'll be absolutely fine. Steve, you've got to get your show. Yeah, where have you been, man? Where have you been? Yeah, what's happening? That's fine. But you've got to get your other guys. Yeah, get your shit together, man. What's going on? Uh, Well, um, you know, uh, schedules are are not intermixing as much as I'd like them to. So uh, I decided to start doing the the old Pixel Tracks show uh, by myself because I am the only one that is needed for that. And it's, it's a lot easier for me. I can work on it a little bit at a time and... It's a great you know, show. It's a great it show. Is, it like, is good. It I, is. I really like the format. I think it's a brilliant idea. But I do miss just hearing your voice talking about games. I know. Talking about, I... talking about those games that I don't like. But I still yeah. like you. Yeah. I miss yeah. it too. I, I really do. And I really like to be curmudgeon and crotchety about stuff. But I just, I don't know. It just hasn't yeah, been I'm, working lately. No, don't, hey, don't be coming on here with your big words. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel right making money on a Warfare 3 this year without listening to you going, oh, I don't give money to the man, it's stupid, right? Like, it, it, I felt like no one was, like, pounding me about it. So, Steve, yeah. come on, give me a bollocking for buying it. You know what? I've I've kind of eased up on my Activision stance. I, I don't what? know. I, Lord, no, I don't no, 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 you've got to stand strong, man. Jeez, what's uh, up with you? I, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I... I don't know. I start to care less and less. I... You know, you know. I've I've come up with an analogy uh, for modern warfare games. You know. Oh my. Okay. So here goes. You got. You're gonna like this. You're gonna like. All right. Okay. Okay. It's like right. A modern warfare game is like the best looking cake you've ever seen. You know, with like chocolate running down the sides and mm. loads of shavings on top, and it just looks like the best cake ever. Do you understand what I mean? Right. Yeah. But then you start to eat the cake. And and you just get a mouthful of turd in the middle, right? And, 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 and that's when the, is that ever happened? <laughs> that is, that's, a, that's, a that's a problem. That's a problem. There's that's no problem. turd in the middle of yeah. modern warfare. <laughs> Depends which direction there's you're a lot looking from. Turds around it, trying to get at it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I don't think, Jenny, you didn't buy it, did you? You probably got it from Love Film, right? I bought the game. What? Oh my god, you were part of the problem! Oh my god. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I felt dirty, boy. <laughs> I did. I went into, I went in there, alright, and I bought it, alright, and I, I, I put it, I, I went in my car, I put it on the passenger seat, and I know you're bad for me. Yeah. And I know that the money that I paid goes to somebody else above, but I don't care. Do what you want with me. You're mine now. So, can, I, can I ask, did you ask for it to be put in a brown paper bag? You know? So no one would know what you had. 
I honestly thought I bought it the day after it was released. I bought it the the ninth, and um, you know, like I was I was in town on the day it came out, and there was a queue coming out of game for it. You know, it was out the door, right? So I thought, uh, and I was passing Tesco the next day, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll pop in see if they got it, see see if they got maybe they got one. And they had a whole as soon as I walked in, a whole wall of them, and I was like, ah, oh, right, so. Well, of course it had a whole bloody wall of them. They'd send out about 50 million gazillion copies. Why would you pre-order something, Lola? What's the point in pre-ordering things? Well, now, wait a minute. My my logic subroutines are kicking in here. So if you're saying that, oh, I know know you're bad for me, I know you're bad for me, isn't that the same as, I know there's a piece of shit in the middle? No, I mean, no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm with you there. That's that's supporting my analogy. It's great. No, we're uh, liking that. It's a, it's a great game. I've played and finished the single player game. I have. Played uh, okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. How how long did that take you to do? Five hours. Yeah, everyone's saying five. Hours. That that is not a long time. And I get uh, that. I'm veteran as well. Yeah, you see, I get right. Listen, I get the multiplayer side of it, but. But I would, I would only play that game for the single player because I'm not interested in it. So there is no value in that game for me at all. If you play it for the single player, rent it. Absolutely. No, no. And don't get me wrong. Every kind of argument that you have against Modern Warfare, I can't really. I don't. Yeah, I need to clarify. Game though, I mean, it's it's just a cheap. It's like a cheap. It's like buying a prostitute. Right. It's just. You know, or pay for a service. It's, it's, I know it's bad for me. I know the money doesn't go solely to the developers, but treat me badly because you look so good, right? I know, and, and I, I just enjoy it, right? And it's just the single player is better than Modern Warfare Two. Um, it's probably the easiest Call of Duty game I've ever played. So I play it on the hardest difficulty, and the the the, the multiplayer's improved. The UI is better now. Um, yeah, I, I'm just enjoying it. Why not? It's it's like a guilty pleasure for me now. Yeah, I don't think it should be a guilty pleasure because come on, let's be let's be honest here, right? It sold over six and a half million copies. It's got to be doing first, something right. First twenty four hours, it made made over four hundred million dollars in twenty four hours. I mean, I don't um, like FIFA. I don't like FIFA games, isn't it? I, 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 well, I don't like football, but I still enjoy it when I play the game. You know. Yeah, and I think it is It is like a FIFA, and it is like a Madden. You know, it is a sort of annual get-your-fix-of-multiplayer. Oh, so. No, but isn't that where the resentment kind of stems from, is that it's become too mainstream? I mean, like your Maddens bad, and like but, your FIFAs? It's bad, but I shouldn't dislike it for that, should I, really? Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't you know, like, oh, just because it's popular, I don't want to know. Like, you know, it's, that, that's not really, like, the right attitude. If it's a great game, I should buy it. And... What's wrong with that? That's my attitude with just about everything. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's too popular, man. Fuck you. Uh, but you know, there is that stigma. It's like when something gets too popular, people kind of go off it. But it's it's great. There's a reason why it's popular. It's I mean, it's I mean, obviously you've been playing it. Do you, do you think like modern warfare is done now? Do you think that's enough modern warfare? And uh, the the problem is they've got this issue of selling gazillions. And, and but is it done? You know, do you feel like well, there's been enough? This what the thing is, right? They've wrapped up the story quite nicely now. Whereas, um, I mean, Call of Duty 4, that had a, a kind of a very, you know, start, middle, and end structure. Uh, Call of Duty, so Modern Warfare 2, that ended, ended on a cliffhanger kind of thing, or, you know, you was, spoilers, you, you, you was kind of like stabbed and you was injured. Um, and it kind of ended like, I know somewhere to go and all this. 3 ends. That game ends. Now, you know, like, don't, it's, uh, 
I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, it ends. You know, it, 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 like that story is finished. Um, and they they allude to Call of Duty Four, and they allude to Modern Warfare Two, and they address all that, and they give you nice little twists here and there. But that that little story arc is finished. Like, so if they did extend that, I would be very disappointed to be honest, because um, it, it feels like they they finished talking about those characters. So I don't know where it goes next. Well, they they gotta bring out another one because it's a money making machine. Yeah, and I think that's a problem now. You know, that's the that, that is a problem because it makes so much money. There's no, they can't afford not to make it. You know, it's it's money for them. But where they go from here, I would love to to make that decision to be honest because I don't know. I, I don't know what else they can do. I think I think it's interesting because I do feel like on especially on the Modern Warfare series, obviously Sledgehammer has now become the lead developers because they've done a lot of the talking and Infinity Ward have almost faded into the background and it almost feels like. You know, I I think this year, you know, maybe what's left of Infinity Ward will get absorbed into Sledgehammer, possibly, you know, as as part of a merger or something. Because yeah, Infinity Ward was there because people recognise that name. Yeah, I think that's the only reason it was on the box. You know, even Mm. uh, because I I don't think they've had a lot to do with this game. You know, I think Sledgehammer led on it. I know you guys gave me a little bit of razzing, you know, a year ago for seeing Black Ops in my (laughs) in my 360. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did play it, you know, sort of as a, I don't know, one of one of the guys that I used to record with, or, you know, technically still do, if, if anybody would ever record, uh, gave me a little bit of hell and said that he wouldn't do the Game of the Year show with me unless I played the single player of it. So I, you know, reluctantly agreed. But now there's part of me that's kind of curious to play the single player of Modern Warfare 3 only because... Glenn Schofield is the uh, is the the head guy over there at Sledgehammer, and he was pretty much the 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 face behind the the original Dead Space. So I don't know. I mean, it's like this morbid curiosity. I kind of want to see if any of that sort of rubbed off in the storytelling department. He also worked on uh, From Russia with Love as well. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see, you about. see, I, I'll tell you what I did. I went to YouTube, right. And somebody had done all of the the major set pieces as a montage on YouTube for Modern Warfare, and I just watched that, <laughs> and that was fine. That's pretty much. That's pretty much. I mean, it, it is, you know, it's, I mean, the story is ridiculous. There, I mean, Call of Duty Four is probably one of the one of the best stories told in a first person shooter uh, because it was kind of it's, it was very grounded and realistic, and I was like, yeah, this is it's pretty good. And then Modern Warfare Two was Jared Bond, you know, and it was like, oh, that's quite disappointing. And they find a bit of a middle ground with Modern Warfare 3, but it's still ridiculous, you know, like the Eiffel Tower and... Yeah, well, we're careful because, I mean, although I've seen all of these, you know, and I don't give a monkeys, you know, I'm not bothered. Yeah. Well, some people listening will not have played this yet. It's just ridiculous, you know, like what what happens, but it's a lot of fun. It's it's so good looking, you know, like you just look at it and go, well, that's impressive. Um... But, to, be, to be fair, the 25% of people who actually will play the single player out of everyone okay, who's No one plays that. <laughs> yeah, no. They might care, you know. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one plays single player. Um, but it is, it is weird, because I also, just before I played Modern Warfare 3, uh, I played and finished Battlefield 3. Okay, the single player for that, yep. Right. And it's, it's rather insulting how similar that is to Call of Duty. Which Black Ops? Because a lot of people said it was almost identical to Black Ops. Well, it, it just Call of Duty in general, like right, you know, okay. hold, holding the camera, taking you where they want you to go. Um, that I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. I'm, a, I'm like this lone guy, and I'm doing it for myself, which is totally not what Battlefield's about. 
yeah, it, it's it's pretty much you know the thermal. It's got an AC one thirty. So put it this way, right? You've got um, levels on a train. You've got levels on a train on Call of Duty. You've got moments where uh, the camera takes its control of itself. You've got quick time events like in Call of Duty. You've got um, an AC one thirty level like Call of Duty. You, a building lands on top of you like Call of Duty. It just it's it's mad how similar it is, right? And I played them back to back, both of them. And Call of Duty was better. That's it. That's that's my opinion. Like it was just a better ride. Like it was more memorable to me. I remember all the set pieces in Call of Duty and Battlefield. Just instantly forgettable single player. It wasn't a terrible single player, but it wasn't anything special. And it, it certainly didn't feel like Battlefield. It felt like let's try and grab some Call of Duty people. I mean, I mean, the- I mean, just just for a moment, let's just talk talk a little bit about this. Do do we think that there's going to come a stage? You know, where a Battlefield game and the Modern Warfare game will be just multiplayer. You know, is there is there a, a value in adding the single player into either of these games that much? Um, well, I think to compete. I mean, I think Call of Duty will always have a single player because I think they're they're, they're great. And you know, most of the trailers in in, in for the ad- adverts and stuff in Call of Duty are all from the the single player. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, it's that is true. Uh, and people look at that and they go, "Wow, I can't wait!" And then they play online. You know, like it's. It's just this kind of like showboat. It's almost like a just just an advert for this multiplayer. You know? It almost uh, is. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like the the single player is like an advert to get yeah. you into the multiplayer. It's like, oh, look at this, but you'll play this. But, but, but Battlefield is a different beast. I mean, like it's single player just doesn't really feel like Battlefield at all. It's it's not really the the reason why I play Battlefield is because it's different from Call of Duty and it's it sets it apart. And the single player just feels exactly the same. It's just it's very uninspired. It doesn't feel like um, people really knew what they were trying to say. They didn't really know what they were trying to do with it, and they couldn't decide, so they just looked at what Infinity Ward were doing and, and copied them. It, it just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like... I mean, there are some good levels, like I say. There are some good levels, but it, it just feels like Call of Duty. That's it. It's a shame. But the thing that I didn't expect is that Modern Warfare, in some ways, copies Battlefield. All right, okay. So is this in the multiplayer then? Let's get on to the yeah. multiplayer then. So what's I mean, happening there then? In some ways, uh, Modern Warfare 3 has looked at Battlefield and gone, oh, we should have a bit of that. And in this, I mean supporting your team. So there are classes now where... So, you know, the kill streaks. Sure, you, yep. you oh, yeah, I'm aware, I'm aware yeah. of all Three that. kills in a row, you get the UAV, whatever. And you can change them. Um, if you're a support, if you get a support... Um, pack or whatever it's called. I don't know. You don't when you die, those kill streaks don't go away. So if you get if you get two kills and die, you have still got those two kills. But the per the, the the callings that you get aren't aggressive. There aren't they're not AC one thirties. They're more support supportive. So you can put flat jackets down so people can wear them. They've got more cover or UAV. Um, so you're kind of helping the team. What you support the team more, and there are more. Uh, gadgets in Modern Warfare to help your team, not just the one player, like Battlefield. And also, the, the, another way is some of the, the gun effects are different indoors, which is what Battlefield are great at, is audio. They're fantastic at audio. And you, you shoot a gun indoors, and it's slightly different to what's outside, what is outside. And Call of Duty have never done that. It's a tiny, 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 tiny change, but it is definitely copied from Battlefield, without a doubt. 
But that so, I, th- I think that's always going to happen. I think that these yeah. games look at, obviously they look at each other, no, what they each other do. Yeah, yeah, for go, sure. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. yeah. So, but we'll not call uh, it that. We'll call it something different. But it's it's more so Battlefield <laughs> copy. I mean, Call of Duty have copied Battlefield, but it's more Battlefield copying them. You know. Uh, but they're both fine. I would recommend uh, if you, if you if you're into Call of Duty, just stick with it because this one's a good. Well, let me let me put this to you. So if you had a cho- you could only have one. Of the two, which one would you have bought then? If so, if you could only have one, which one would it be? I'd probably have Call of Duty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not... Battlefield 3 multiplayer is great. Like, such a great game. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Modern Warfare seems to be uh, the one for me. But it, it's different for everyone, you know? That's yeah. kind of cool. Um, and just just out of interest, just to, to add that on, yeah, uh, apparently uh, Modern Warfare 3 has also set the record for simultaneous on Xbox Live at the same time. Uh, so a new peak number of people playing. Guess what? It, it, it worked for me when I played it. That's the, I can't say that about it, but I think that's the other thing, and I, and I think that's you know, I mean, God, you know, I I'd sort of in, you know partly ingest have a have a dig at Call of Duty because I'm just not interested in it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, you know, they are slick developers. You know, they they always turn out a game that more or less always works online straight away with no issues, unless. It's their elite service, which we'll come to in the news section. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which we'll come to that. But from a, from an online multiplayer uh, standpoint, it, it just works, doesn't it? And you've had yeah. no issues as such. I haven't. No, no. I haven't. Oh, that's good to I, hear. There's I, 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 the spec ops now and everything. I haven't really dipped into that too much. But uh, I had one random game. I just there's like a horde mode in the spec ops, um, and that was a bit laggy at the start for like thirty seconds, and that was the only thing that I had. Uh, yeah, so it's fine. Well, just just before we let you go on and, and talk about what else you've been playing, uh, I did have a little story, but it's not... Well, it is a sort of story, I guess. But oh, I have to mention this, and in light of what Duke played at the beginning, it's rather apt. It's rather right. apt. Because right. uh, my wife got herself a new phone. She got a Samsung Galaxy S2, so one of these new fancy fandangled iPhone mm. editors. So a nice phone. Uh, but it's got voice recognition for everything, so you can sort of speak what you want it to do. So I was like, ooh, that's cool. So I was like, ooh, try it on the internet and, and you know, say our, our website's name, see if it comes up. So obviously she, she put the voice recognition thing on and, and said veteran gamers into Google. And, and what came up originally, to begin with, was veteran gay men. <laughs> 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 well, we go I don't think it's. I don't really well, want to talk about my, my other sites. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this was a like you know a prediction of something to come, and then she. T- I'm like, well, try again. You mustn't be saying it properly. Try again. So she said again, and then we got veteran gayness. <laughs> so, so I don't what know. That? I don't know what he's saying, but Ginny, I've been in a. I've, I've been in a war. <laughs> so, was was, was it like? Food. Anus with a G in the, before it, or yeah, veteran gayness. So there you go. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so there you go. <laughs> oh my God. And then then Millie tried to cheat, and it was only me when I said it. It came up straight away, but I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> from up north. <laughs> yeah, must be the accents. Must be the accents. Um, so, so that's Battlefield. So, what else have you been playing? Anything else? I, 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 um, I've been playing Dead Island. All right. Okay. How is it? How is it? Um, and uh, I, I put an axe right in that zombie kid's face. No, uh, <laughs> I, you know, the little girl. Oh yeah, we know what you're talking uh, about. Uh, no, so I played Dead Island, 
And Steve, have you played this? No, but does it work now? Yeah. Okay, all right, because they had all those saving issues at, at the beginning within right. the first few weeks of, of launch. Like, it would actually, when you saved it, it would save to, like, an older save file, like, two hours prior to that? Oh, really? No, like, the one thing I'll say about Dead Island is the co-op works phenomenally well, right? Like, it, like you, you just search, like, you go into, you, you start the game, right, and say, my friend is playing it at the same time. You press start, game lobby, and he, his name will come up. It'll say best suitable, and it'll come up with his at the top because he's on your friends list, right? And then you click that, the game hardly loads. It just fades to black and comes back. That's it. And you're in. It's amazing how they wow. did it. All right? And I'm just I'm just blown away at how well that – like, it was so quick, right? And I went, am I, am I sure – am I in it? Like, are you here? And he went, yeah. And I went, I can't believe that. <laughs> I'm in it. It's, it just works perfectly. Right. Huh. Um, the private slots, because like, I have one private slot and then I have two public. So for anybody that can, wants to join, they work great. Most of the people that usually could drop in are very helpful. They, none of them spoke, but they're really good and they've got their own custom weapons and they help and they follow you. They don't try to dick you over in some way. Um, and everybody sticks together. It's. I, I really wasn't looking forward to Dead Island when like, I, I had it through the through the film and I was like, oh yeah. I wasn't expecting anything. Not that I wasn't looking forward to it. I just wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't excited about it. Wasn't down on it. I just thought, well, I'll give it a try. I love Dead Island. I think it's fantastic. All right? I think it's such a good game. It's so well done, and it's so different to everything else. Even though it's a zombie game, it's like no other zombie game I've ever played. And it's probably one of the most realistic zombie games I've ever played as well, because you really do feel like you are trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. You know, you've just got bats and you're struggling for ammo and yeah, it, it's just brilliant. And you take, you just walking through like from point A to point B and some zombies come up and you don't know whether to run or go. And I love it. Absolutely love it. I think it's just brilliant. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I was neither, neither was I. Like, hmm. we, we played it and about an hour in, Marsh and I, we just went, this is great. This is so much fun. And it is like that visceral feel you get when smacking some fucking zombie in the head. And <laughs> it, it, it's great, you know, and you, you, you unlock it. I mean, you level up. So, you know, the more zombies you kill, you get XP, blah, blah, blah. And you unlock abilities. Now, each character has different abilities. My character is good with blunt weapons. Marcy's character is good with firearms, which is a bit of a dick because you don't get many, which he found out. Um, and some other characters are good with, like, cutting weapons, you know, anything with a sharp edge. So, and you can modify them. You can put barbed wire on them. You can put, like, electric on them, like electric wires on them and stuff. And you can update. You can have a perk where you stomp on a zombie's head when they're down and kicking them. I mean, when you've got two people battering the crap out of a zombie, it's like police, police brutality or something. It's just, like, battering this zombie on the street. And it's so much fun. It's just like you're just smacking the crap out of him. Yeah, go on, go on. And it's like... <laughs> It's like Football Factory. Sorry, Steve, but you won't get this reference, but it's like Football Factory, the game, with zombies. Yeah, I've seen that. Because it's like they're running towards you, right? You're running towards them. And I'm like, come on, then. Fucking come on. He's like, come on, come on. That's awesome. And it's just this weird, like, I've never had that in a game before. It's like, come on, come on. You think you're all enough for the zombies? Like, yeah, yeah, I'll fucking do it. Bang, right on the floor. Um... It's great, and I have this perk now where I can run into zombies and just knock them on their ass. All right, you know, I just bars them down. There's got these thug zombies that are like boss zombies. There's different types, the ones that explode and all this. 
brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's It's got flaws. Don't get me wrong. It has flaws. There are some moments of that game when I went, this is shit, right? But it's it's like no other game. I think it's great. I'm a lover of Dead Island. Oh, I might, might be up there with one, one of my game of the years. Wow, I'm really pleased to hear that because I think, do you know what? I think it's indicative of, of sort of game development now and, and expectations of reviewers and critics because I think... We've we've got to a stage now where we expect every game to tell this serious story and and be really well done and great dialogue and brilliant writing and all that stuff and you know we forget that you know ultimately games are meant to be fun to play you know there's you know I, mean, I think we sort of forget that and we're so busy looking for the next sort of movie game that's taking it to the next level we forget you know that that sometimes oh, it's just right. fun to run around kicking the shit out of stuff it takes a lot from Borderlands <laughs> it takes a ton from Borderlands. And like I say, it has problems. The map's not great. The, the sat nav navigation thing is awful, and it's, sometimes it takes you around the wrong way. Um, you know, just like in are, real life, then. <laughs> yeah, just like you go off this cliff. You know all that. Um, <laughs> it's it's but it, you kind of forgive it. Like it's just so much fun. Like me and Marsh play it, and we go, we get fed up with it, and we go, oh, it's stupid, this shit, and then. We like, oh, we want to play a bit more. We want to play a bit more. It's, it's so much fun. So, so much is fun. is there a story? Can I ask? Is there a story? Does it make there sense? There is, there is. But <laughs> you know, like basically, what's happened is you're on an island and just on this rapper dude. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Oh, you know, like ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know, and you have to go to the city for some reason, and then you go back to the the hotel, and then you have to go to a jungle, and that's where I am now. And, some bloke wants an antidote for his wife, and we're immune. I don't know. It's a zombie fucking game where you kill zombies, you know, and that's pretty much it. And the, 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 the weird thing is, some of the quests are like, you know, get water, get food, you know, fine. Yeah, that's, that's that's a valid quest, and that, that people would probably ask for that. One of them was this woman wanted me to fetch her teddy bear. And I was like, you're fucking joking, right? So I'll go over there, get this teddy bear, give it to her. Like, oh, yeah, what's teddy bear? You're a grown woman. What the fuck? If there was a real zombie apocalypse, right, and some woman went to use you, bear in yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. there's zombies everywhere, right? And this woman goes to you, can you just travel, like, 30 miles to get a teddy bear for me? What would you say to her? Oh, I'd definitely be up for it. Was she good yeah. looking? Was she, was she good looking? Uh, well, on the first section of the, the the game, everybody is in bikini, so it does sway a little. Yeah. Vote. What about, uh, do, you, do you get zombies in bikini as well? They like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's funny because sometimes like you knock them on the floor and their axe is sticking up in a bikini and you're kind of like, no, 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 no. She's gone. <laughs> uh, but it's it's great. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I love this. I love this game. And, uh, Knife Party sent me a, a, a message while I was playing it. So, are you a lover or a hater? I said, I love it. I, I, I just love it. And he says, good, join the club. So I, I, think you're, I was going to say, I think you're a bit of a Techland fanboy you, you're becoming, aren't you? Yeah, well, the Call of Warriors games are awful. Right? I accept that they're <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But I still like them because, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, in your opinion, do the mainstream gaming press comparisons to Fallout with zombies hold up or no? I say it's more Borderlands with zombies. Okay. Um, but there are things from Fallout in it. You know, like the um, the, the, the the interface and the, the weaponry and the, the XP, all that, the structure of it, the back, all the, everything going in the background, that feels like Borderlands, right? The aesthetic, not so much the aesthetic, I suppose, but like, you know, grabbing stuff from drawers, um, things from rooms, blueprints, 
that's very Fallout. But I'd say it's about 60-70% Borderlands and the rest um, right. Fallout. And, and, but it's, it's a great mix. You know, it works so well. And it, it, I, I, just, I just think it's great. I, I really do think people should just take a little chance with this one. And if you don't like it within the first hour, then you probably won't like it, but I was shocked. I was genuinely oh, well, shocked. Well, it's, it's definitely on my uh, love film list, so it is on there, but there's too many other games to be playing, True. man, to go over to True. this. Too much True. stuff. Too much. I'll talk about the next one very briefly. Yeah, I'll go for it. Yeah, yeah. And we have Steve on as a guest, and I just want to hear him speak because I love his voice. Yeah. So, <laughs> true. All right. Uh, I've been playing Shadow of the Colossus in 2D. Uh, Shadow yeah. of the Colossus. Uh, I've been playing that, and I played it and finished it. Did you uh, seriously finish the whole game? I, uh, yeah, I've been. Wow, I'm impressed. God. Eco, I finished Eco. I finished Shadow of the Colossus. Because that's not that isn't a quick game to play. That takes a while to finish, doesn't and it? And I've spent about fifteen hours on Dead Island. I've smashed games. You have been playing some serious game time. <laughs> oh, that's craziness. Well, work was work was slow last week. All right, so bang game. Um, yeah, yeah. So Shadow of the Colossus is, I think, a better concept for a game, like a better idea for a game. But I think Eco is a better game. Right, the way it's executed is better. Like it works. Shadow of the Colossus, it's it's got a ton of problems with controls, um, but the idea of the game, you know, fighting boss battle, boss battles, is a brilliant idea, and each boss battle is a puzzle. You know, I love that. But sometimes it was just ridiculously stupid to kind of grab onto them or uh, find out what you had to do. Sometimes, and I just think that it was a great idea. That was, I'm glad that it, it exists, but um, I prefer Eco out of the two. Uh, but I liked it, you know. I did, I did like it, you know. And um, I thought the ending was great. And yeah, can I can I ask now? I'm going to ask you this, but I'm sure we're going to get a heart of stone answer again. But at the end of that, was there any emotion at all? You know, <laughs> at what happened? Because there's something. And I'm not again. I know it's a really old game, but a lot of people haven't played it, so I don't want to give any spoilers. But something happens. You lose yes. something. Yes. And then um, something happens right at the end, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's awful." <laughs> nothing. Didn't care. What a serious! Oh, oh yeah. my god, you are. Oh. And to be honest, <laughs> ice right, heart, I, ice. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. I, the reason why I don't care, right, is because that thing yeah. fucking deserved it, right. And when he came back, right, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, what? clumsy ass, clumsy ass again. The thing that can't fucking tell it, do what I tell it to. I assume, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> the horse. Yes, yes, the horse. <laughs> the yeah, horse it's... does not fucking do what I tell it to well, do. Well, it does. It's the best horse animations ever, that man. It's awesome. Is it bollocks? It is. is it? it is. That is a great... The animations and the controls are awful. Rubbish. You... Oh, my God. There was no issues with that horse. It was a good horse. Take, take something from Red Dead Redemption, drop it in that, and then you got me. But the, the, the horse was a dumb right? It, it was just, It was just stupid. I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure he was just dumb, right? Didn't do what I wanted it to do. What did you want him to do? You have to point him and just ride him. What do you meant no, to do? No, it doesn't work. He doesn't slow down when I want him to do. He doesn't turn when I want him to do. He's just slow and responsive. He's dumb. He was the one at the back of the pen trying to, like, walk around in circles, <laughs> figuring out what the fuck is that tail thing on the back of him. He does not know what he was doing. Right. And then when he fell off that cliff... Oh, Ginny! Right, he fell off the cliff, right? I was like, good riddance to that dick. Ginny! <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Uh, Did you when he come back, Steve? I was like, <laughs> shit. 
Steve, have you finished this game in the past, dare I ask? Oh, my God. See, I, I've never finished uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Well, you know what happens now. <laughs> no, I, I always didn't know. I mean, uh, you know, God. it's it's sort of been a staple. But <laughs> did you get this on disc, both of these? Yes, uh, I got the collection. Okay. So did have you watched any of the featurettes and stuff like that? No. I'll tell you what, I am loving what Sony's doing with these collections because at least they're giving you something more than just the games. The the little featurettes, and at least on the God of War Origins collection, there was like an hour and 15-minute roundtable with all five uh, you know executive producers of each of the God of War games. Right. And, yeah, I, uh, I, I watched those. I did watch those. Wow. Man. Yeah. I, I love that stuff. Like I, I live for that kind of stuff. I yeah, I yeah, love yeah. to see all the, all of the behind the things behind the scenes things I should say. But uh, you know the 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 development troubles and you know what worked, what didn't. You know how they had to had to change things and and what the original concepts for things are. I love. I that's so media. I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I love that. I watched the God of War ones on the collection. I also watched. There's one on God of War three as well. They have like a documentary on there. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think that's great. But I do love the making. Like on a DVD, I'm I'm a big whore of commentary and the making of. Uh, but I didn't see it on the Shadow of the Colossus one. Was it on there? Yeah, there's. I oh, want to okay. say it, it's under the video tab, and and I think there's. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. I would have watched. Yeah, it. It, it's over there. But I think. Well, see, no, I don't know. I don't know if you. I think if you buy both of them on the on the PSN, you get access to them. You might get access to them anyway. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you have to be PS Plus. I'm not sure. Oh, well, thank you for that, Chinny, you heartless bastard. Um, I've just changed microphones if anybody thinks that's weird. Yeah, because you just suddenly <laughs> sound better somehow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so thank you for that. Well, let's move on to Steve, the guest, and uh, what, have, what have you been up? Because I, I can't wait to hear your views on Zelda, really. What, what do you think? So, Come on, no, get it out know. there. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know yet. I, what? I have been... What? So come on, come on, let's hear the excuses and get it out of the way. So why have you not been playing this game then? I because I I just don't have it yet. <laughs> I'm waiting till Sunday. So how, how does it look different to other Zelda games, Steve? That's right. Yeah. What, yeah. What's different about this one? I, I mean, I, I guess in in look, there's not too much different. I, I think it's the manner in which you know a, a player would approach it because it supposedly, and you know, like I said, I still don't know this firsthand, but supposedly this is the game that, you know, that that was the Wii was made for and was made for the Wii. I mean, they are the perfect match, supposedly. I mean, I mean, to put it into perspective, it is sat on a 95 on Metacritic at the moment. I think that's off about 28. In fact, it might have been more than that now. It's a lot of reviews anyway. It's been fairly yeah. well-reviewed re- well on there. And that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty hefty score, it has to be said. Yeah, I mean it, it's all in the controls. I mean, I think you know. I mean, besides the visual style, but each each Zelda sort of has its own sort of visual style. You know, you know that. But I, I don't know. I I watched some, uh, you know, a good bit of it. And uh, so I, how I did you, just, how did you watch some then? Have you been watching then? I've been watching. You know, I'd like to make sure that the person remains there. Oh, oh fair <laughs> enough. Just in case. I mean. Because he's out, I, I don't know. he's out now anyway, isn't he? Is he not out? No, you know, it's still another. Oh, week. I thought he was yeah. out. Ah, yeah. right, because all the reviews yeah. were in. I thought, oh, it must be out. 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think Mario, Super Mario 3D Land just came out this Sunday, and the following Sunday is, uh, is uh-huh. Skyward Sword. Uh-huh. And let me tell you that my sword is already Skyward in, in anticipation. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, wait. I had to get a sexual reference in, didn't Yeah, it's all about the innuendo. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I have finished Uncharted 3 just the other day. Okay, let's talk that, because I finished that also this week. No spoilers, horse dogs. Yeah, we'll we'll not we'll not spoil this like you you're a spoiler city you are tonight come on it's fucking six years old or now, it doesn't matter it was not, not a lot of people played it you know you had to pay you had to pay about 80 dollars to get it on the ps2 well, if you're a good if you're so good at editing the podcast you can put a spoiler warning yeah well don't worry i'll i'll do something um <laughs> so uncharted yeah. what did you think i mean i finished this i finished this and i've got to say coming towards the end Without giving notice, but I was expecting something big to sort of happen because it was sort of almost set up that something big was going to happen, and then something big didn't really happen. I mean, I don't know whether you felt like that. Well, you know, and I I completely understand where you're coming from, and I don't know how I feel about that, but it seems like you know how when they say you know when when gameplay comes up against fun, fun always wins. It, it seems like Uncharted when gameplay goes against being able to tell the narrative in the fashion that they want to, the narrative is number one. Yes. I mean, and interestingly, I mean, I had a huge gripe last year with the stupid boss fight in, in Uncharted 2, or the year before, should I say now. Yeah. Uh, which was just terrific. And, and in some ways, they did exactly uh, what I said wanted to happen with that game has been done in this game, you know. With yes. That. And, and I'm, fi- I'm fine with the ending as it goes. I didn't have any issues with that. I just felt like they were, they were setting it up for one, and then, and then it was almost like, ha, I got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, now... And let me sort of set the scene for you because what I did was I played probably up to about chapter six or seven or eight, right, you know, right around in there. And um, I I had kind of set it down and I hadn't went back to it because the the next game I'm going to play about I picked that up the same day. And um, but it, it, it the thing was I was kind of waiting because I had heard you know and, and read on Naughty Dog's blog that there was going to be a patch for the uh, for the the horrible horrible reticle mechanics and control. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of waited and uh, I patched it and I played the other hmm, I don't know what fourteen chapters yeah, something it's like 20, that. Twenty two altogether there is. Yeah. And had a blast until now. I got th- two words for you, Stu: deja and vu. Okay, so <laughs> I'm playing through the game, and I get you know at, at some point in every one of the Uncharted games, you get to a quote unquote lost city. Okay, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yes, and I is get Michu, to is this Michu Pichu? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so. I've got to say that I, the bit. Prior to that, I thought it was excellently done. Yes, a little yes. bit prior, I thought, "Wow, that that is really quite coolly done." I thought, I thought the incidental dialogue was a bit weak, but Don't I thought worry, the actual... I haven't played it either, so I'm I also finding this conversation very I difficult know. to follow. Yeah, people who have played it will know exactly what we're talking about. So. <laughs> that bit with the thing and the thing. Yeah. Oh my um, god. Yeah, that that bit I thought was really really well. Done. <laughs> yeah, this is such a funny conversation, but yes, no. I thought that was excellently done. I thought, like I said, the incident, but I thought the way it was set up was really cool. Well, here this this was my problem. I get to the part the part that I believe to be the most pivotal part in the entire trilogy. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
And oh, yes, later, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I think it was a major cop-out, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes I, later, yeah. my screen freezes and beep, 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 beep. No. Yes, completely yellow, ruined the flow. Yellow light of death, <laughs> Yeah, for the second time. Yeah, well, I did exactly the same. As you know, if you listened to last week. Yeah. If Duke was here, he would be playing a certain song. (laughs) I do not want to hear that song again. It's a legend. legend. (laughs) So, but see, I've I've fixed mine myself both times. Okay. And, uh, you know, I I, I fixed it and started it right back up and went right back to playing in 3D. See, this is, I think, and from everything, like the research that I've done, is that sitting the PS3 down flat there's nowhere for the heat to expel yeah i mean it kind of does so i have been standing mine up and it lasted me four four months something like that yeah well mine was about the same it was about four yeah months and then it broke again and every four months i can stand to do that i really don't care i just don't want to lose my backward compatibility but anyway um so the first thing i did was pop the 3d glasses back on and finish the last two chapters in uncharted 3 and uh let me tell you by the way uncharted 3 and 3d Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but I can tell uh, some of the puzzles in there were made for 3D. Yes, yeah. yeah and, I, you know, I, struggled, I really struggled with one of them, and then it, it sort of dawned on me what I was supposed to be doing, but I, I sort of thought at the time, if this was in 3D, I think I would, I would have got it a lot quicker. It, there, there is something to be said. I do not think that 3D is the leap that, you know, from SD to HD but I definitely think there are some enhancing qualities for 3D gaming. I don't think it fits every game. But, man, I, the the one part that impressed me the most was there's a part where water is gushing after you and you're running toward yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It was awesome. I mean, there was, I mean, again, I mean, we're talking, talking set pieces in games. This, I don't know whether they were quite as big as the ones in 2. I don't know whether it was quite as as impressive, but I think maybe that was because two was so fresh when we when I played that. You know, it was just something, you know, where everything was completely over the top and really well done. And I think maybe now we we're used to that somehow, and maybe that's why it's not quite as impressive. But I agree that. But how can I can I just ask how did you find there's some some enemies towards the end that I found really frustrating. And I don't, how did you feel about those certain enemies, right? Sort of near... You, I'm sure you know yeah, what I'm talking about. I mean, all they really took was, you know, two pretty well-placed Magnum shots, but that was, you know, as far as you had to have a Magnum. <laughs> that was the trick. Well, I think that was part of it, but there was a lot of them coming from various yeah, there was a ton. directions, and it was like, oh, can do we And out? they all had souped-up grenades. That was the worst part. Yeah. I, you see, yeah. it was interesting. I like, I like the toss-back mechanic. That worked really well. You know, yes. where you could obviously press a triangle and toss it. And that was quite useful sometimes because you could take a couple you're, of people out. You're a out. good tosser, though, aren't you? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, but that was fine until you had four land on your foot at the same time. And yeah, it's like, oh, exactly. no, I, can't, I can't toss all these back and forth. And it's just like, diving. Uh, it says like Call of Duty World at War. That's it was. Like, that's that, that's what it that was. game was like on Veteran. Like, you had six grenades and there was only three people in front of you. So <laughs> you know, must have threw two each. And I, really, I, I, think, I think the other problem with Uncharted 3, and this is only a minor gripe, but they include stealth mechanics, you know, where you can stealth around and take people out silently and all that stuff, but there really is no point to doing that. It's just a waste of your time and effort. And, you know, yeah. unlike Batman, once you've taken everyone out, they're gone. You know, that's it. You've yeah. cleared the area. 
with this, you take out what you perceive as everybody in the area, one gets spotted by one, and then suddenly there's another 30 people turn up. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can tell me how not crazy I am, or maybe I am crazy. I don't know. But the there was like there, there was such a a stronger focus on the melee combat this time that it took away from the gunplay. Yeah, and I, and I think the AI was designed for that as well because there was a lot of AI would come straight for you. And you know? I hated that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I hated that. It was definitely designed for the for the melee, and the melee is good. You know, yeah, but again, yeah, it good. isn't it isn't Batman. It isn't that deep. You know, it's fairly superficial, really, uh, but fun to do. You know, there was a lot of different animations for finishing moves mm-hmm. and things like that, and I was fine with all of that stuff. But well, yeah, see, absolutely. That's the agree. problem. The problem with that was you would get engaged into some kind of melee sequence with it with an enemy. Meanwhile, you're getting shot by four other yeah, guys. Yeah, that was the killer. But what I have to say, I think, in summation, is probably that even though I believe that Uncharted Two was a more complete game. I think the narrative told in Uncharted 3, I think it's finally taken the crown from Eternal Darkness for me. I think there has never been a more well-told, stronger, tighter narrative presented in a game, I I think, ever. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, some of the scale. And what I loved, and this this might sound really weird, but my favorite part of it was when it zoomed out and the the figure you were controlling was this tiny little dot. <laughs> yeah, it's a war thing. Yeah, it's so it's even clambering thing. around on this huge, massive thing, whatever it may be. And it was like, wow, that is cool. And then it zoomed back in. The way the camera was used was amazing. Yes. Uh, but I'd, I'd still agree there was um, there was some or I should say there's some disconnect when you di- when you got it wrong more than a couple of times it was like oh yeah you know what I mean because they're trying to do this you know huge action set piece you know it would be like if you if you went to watch a movie and there was this huge car chase and halfway through someone crashed by mistake and you had to start it all over from the beginning again you know yeah. what I mean and and that's where. I think the problem lies between trying to tell a story in a cinematic way, but also still be in a game where you have control of the character, you know, and I think they've got to, I don't know how they fix that because, you know, if it was just a cutscene, you'd just like, ah, oh, it's just a cutscene. But because they try and do this interactive type of cutscene, it, it's a bit of a, you know, because the, the quick time event thing doesn't work either because then it feels a bit weird anyway, and I don't like that. So I don't really know how they get around that. I mean, I don't well, know what you I think. Mean- Uncharted has never had the most responsive controls, if that makes any sense. They they were never, I don't know, it was never like milliseconds between button press and action. So I, I completely understand where your frustration is coming from. There's a lot of times where I would either be like swinging on a chain, like running a wall or something, and I would jump, and he would just happen to not hit that bounding box to catch the next one or something like that. And all of a sudden, bam, momentum broken. Yeah, you know? like doll, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he just before he even hits the ground, his legs kicking him in the back of the head, you know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it it sounds like maybe a little bit of over analysis on the game because there is probably no better experience I think that you can have in in gaming, and it really shows that you know maybe maybe Hollywood kind of does have a little bit of a place in in gaming. I don't know. I, I agree. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. These are only very minor gripes in yes. the overall scheme of the game because the game itself, the dialogue is so well written. 
you know the voice acting is is really cool you know and and i think it just like i said the, the way the camera works and the settings and the cinematic feel of it all I, you know i have no issues with it. i mean these are only really minor gripes and you know just things that can be improved you know when they when they get the next one out of the door um i, I think what's interesting we we always i mean i was thinking this just the other day when i was at metacritic looking at the late you know what, what skyrim's picked up for scores and, and modern warfare etc we're, we're always comparing games to movies you know, yeah. and saying, oh, I wish games were more like movies and, and all this Hollywood. And, and you look at the scores for the vast majority of movies that come out and they're like 46, 38. And we're like, and the average of like the AAA title games are like 92, 91. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're a lot, they're a lot yeah. harsher, aren't they? With the, yeah, uh, big time. Big time. But then I think as well, that's partly because so many more people review a film, you know, is you know, into yeah. maybe the hundreds of reviews rather than just 78 or whatever, you know what I mean, or 50. Well, I think um, that, that's a big thing about Uncharted, that Unjo- Uncharted actually vaults over that bar so highly that when the gamey parts come out and show, they're so super apparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I think I think that's it. I mean, I mean, you know, we talked about this before. Tom Bissell, you know, talks a little bit about that a lot in his book. You know, sort of, well, not a little bit, uh, but Tom Bissell talks a lot about that in his book. The disconnect between a game and trying to tell a story, and how you yeah. get those two things together without there being some, you know, disconnect from it. You know, and how how do you work that? Yeah, it is interesting. So, so anything else for you? Anything else that you've been playing? Yeah, just a, a quick one. Uh, Lord of the Rings: War in the North. Um, I wasn't planning on picking this game up just because of the you know the sheer deluge of titles that we've had this fall. And by the way, shout out to the fall. The fall gaming has been great so far. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Some of the you biggest know? scores I think I've ever seen in a year. There's a lot of tens being thrown around this year, man. There are a lot, and I don't know whether I don't know I don't know if that means that maybe people are honing their craft, or I don't know. Maybe there's more fanboyism than there's ever been before, but. Uh, Lord of the Rings: War in the North. I like I said, I wasn't planning on picking it up, but I had a ten dollar coupon, and then I had twenty five dollars worth of points that I could redeem at Kmart and picked it up for twenty six bucks. Brand okay. new. Yeah, and I did buy it on the three sixty because I figured that if it was the only multi plat that came out the day that Uncharted three came out, then probably more people on the three sixty would theoretically have it. And uh, yeah, so I played uh, played some co-op and playing some single player. It is uh, a game developed by Snowblind, who was responsible for the great games like uh, I don't know Baldur's Gate, maybe heard of that? Yeah, uh, Champions of Norath, Champions Return to Arms, and I am a big, huge Snowblind fan. And despite the middling Earth, uh huh, uh huh, reviews that came in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw what you did there. I like. <laughs> I'm I'm a brand loyalty guy, and uh, if 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 there is something that I appreciate, uh, you know, I I will give the the next outing a, a definite fair look, and I'm enjoying War in the North. Uh, it it is far from a a great game. It is a good serviceable game that sort of suffers from repetitive combat. But if you don't mind hacking and slashing stuff. I mean, I know, you know, Chinny heard orcs, elves, and swords, and magic and stuff, so he probably tuned out right away. What? Sorry? What? <laughs> yeah, too bad Skyrim's coming up next, maybe. I don't uh, know. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely coming up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it is no replacement for Skyrim, because I'm I'm actually waiting until tomorrow to pick up, which yeah, tomorrow... Yeah, let, let's just get to the... Yeah, no Sky. What is going on, Steve? Okay, no okay, no okay. Skyrim on your list. What is happening here? You, you aren't know, you, aren't you, know, you meant to be an RPG player? That is your mm, thing, isn't it? My God. Uh, <laughs> so, 
I I figured I've waited for months and and you know in in some cases years to to play Skyrim. There's actually Kmart's doing a thing where it's it's buy one get one half off this week. So I'm going to get Skyrim and I'm going to get uh, Assassin's Creed Revelation and I'm going to get those for ninety bucks. Right. So buy one get one half off, and then I'm going to pick up my uh, Super Mario 3D Land all at the same time. So tomorrow it is going to be a double boner week for me. Uh, can I, can I just week. ask you? I, mean, I always find this interesting because in the UK, right, the recommended retail price of most games is either forty nine ninety five or or forty five pounds or whatever. But they never you can buy those games cheaper pretty much anywhere. But I never hear anyone saying they get a discount you know apart from like you're getting a buy one get a half off but you never sort of see like unless it's an actual discounted game you know they're selling it at that price as a retail you don't get like somewhere selling it for 50 dollars or whatever do you i mean i've never heard that does that happen i have not paid msrp for anything so far this year only because now the kmart coupon train is coming to an end but i mean every game i've bought i've paid i've used the coupon paid 40 bucks for it got another 20 and then taken that to use that and get another yeah no no i get that but in this country you don't in in uk you don't get coupons it's just cheaper than retail price you know they just sell it at a cheaper price that's kind of a good thing i mean it's you don't have that red tape that you have over here i mean yeah no i just feel that's weird you know, it, it's it's a hoop that you have to jump through, but that's okay. I mean, in order to effectively, you know, multiply my gaming budget, I'm com- I'm completely fine with hoops, man. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, so the only thing that sucks about Kmart is they do not staff knowledgeable people. <laughs> you know, being that it's well, just you, a, a big box store. Yeah, I was going to say, do you do you think these sort of go to people? Right, what's your knowledge of games? Right, tell me about this, this, and this. You just go, yeah, you'll do. There's a counter, off you go. Because I I go there and I'm like, I need Lord of the Rings War in the North. And they're like, is that a movie? No, no, it's really not. I didn't know there was a new one. What's going on? Yeah. No, but I got some some War in the North in with Excalibur and uh, Frustrated Fury from uh, the N4G podcast. So we all played a little bit of that and uh, had a really good time. Hacking and slashing uh, is a lot of fun with other people, no matter how weak or strong the story is. Yep, so, yep. I mean, I, play, I played the demo for this at Eurogamer, and I was quite disappointed. I thought, what I felt, and I don't know whether this is in the full game, maybe it was just a build I was playing, but when you hit something, it didn't feel like you were hitting anything. It didn't, apart from numbers flying off it, it didn't flinch, and there was no real animation for you hitting it, and I don't know whether that's changed or not, but that's how I felt playing it. I mean, it seems okay. It's nothing that I that was you know that really stuck out to me. I don't think, but uh, you know, some of the there there are some kill shots and some sever shots. I'm sure that you saw that, and some of those real time. I guess it would be bullet time. Some of those sever shots are pretty cool. <laughs> you know, okay. zooms I in. Mean- as it as it goes in in the, in Europe on on live, they've got a thirty minute demo on there at the moment. Prior to you know the game releasing on there, sweet. So I, I might give it a whirl for half an hour. You know, I can play it for thirty minutes and you know maybe get a better viewpoint of it than the five or ten minutes I played at Eurogamer. You know, yeah, maybe, try it because you yeah. you may very well be able to get through that first chapter in a half an hour, maybe if you if you step it up. Okay, well I'll, I will I will promise to give it a whirl. Maybe give it a well. So Maybe. let me ask you: How stupid am I for not picking up Skyrim on Friday? Well, okay, <laughs> let's get to it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Playing Skyrim, okay, made me realize two things. Two things. The first thing is this is probably the biggest 
with the most stuff to do open world type game out there ever possibly there is a, there is a lot of stuff to do in skyrim right i've played for over 12 hours in 3 days okay and i've i've probably covered about 5% of the map right in 12 <laughs> hours maybe 10% at a push but it isn't like much it. more than that tiny little area of the map i've only been to one city I've not been to any of the other cities, and I think there's nine altogether. So there's a lot of cities to to explore. So I've only been to one, um, and and I, I guess the first the, the the two things I realized that was one, and the other is we're desperately in need of the next generation of console because this game demonstrates a lot of reasons why we need one, um, and and I think the biggest thing is load times because some of the load times are huge. You know, and it's like you can go in this massive 16 mile square open area map, but as soon as you get to a building and go inside, you have to wait for about 30 seconds <laughs> for it obviously to load up, whether it's a building or it's a dungeon or whatever it is. And, and they've done some cool stuff because they've, they've put some like 3D like figures and stuff in the load screens and you can move them around and zoom in and out oh, on cool. them and stuff. So at least it's something to distract you while you're waiting for it to load up. But. Yes, I'm sat there knowing if this, if this had more horsepower under the hood, you know, there wouldn't be any load screens. It would just What's go... What's a horse dude under a hood? Exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> know. Let me ask you this. Is, is the screen tearing gone? Because I, I, was, I was on the cable box the other day, and I was uh, streaming the three-part, like, E3 demo. Yeah. And there was a good bit of screen tearing in that E3 demo. I haven't seen... I haven't noticed any, anyway. That certainly hasn't been anything I've noticed. I'm on the PS3 version, by the way, because... Okay. And I don't get this right. I'm I'm almost positive I ordered it for the 360 off, off uh, Shop 2, but when he came, it was the PS3. I'm like, did I order the PS3? Oh, I, I was wondering about that. I saw <laughs> that, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why that happened. I don't remember doing that, right? Because I am going to try and get a pl- my first platinum trophy on this, because... It, you know, Oblivion was the only game I got the full, yeah. fa- well, full, full 1,250, so the whole lot, you know, that was available, including, you know, the uh, Shivering Isles, etc. Just get Hannah Montana. You'll be fine. That'll be your <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I only play, <laughs> you know, I don't play for points so much, really. But I think the way that they structure the points in, in Oblivion, especially, it was, you know, a lot of it was story-related. So you wanted to do every, all the bits of the different bits you could do, the different guilds and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, getting back, getting back to why I think we need new console and uh, more powerful, because I don't think it's a, it's a develop, uh, development issue. I do believe it's because there's just not enough power in the, you know, left in the 360 or PS3 to run a game of this magnitude, you know, effectively and as well as it could be. Like, to give it, the AI is stupid in this game, you know. The, oh, I mean, right, all right, just to give you an example, right, I was walking through a forest, right? I, I had to. I had fire coming out of one hand, you know, because I had a nice... Do. I had a glowing sword <laughs> in the other, right? I was fully kitted out in full armor, right? And this woman thief comes running up to me in the forest, right? In a jerkin, right? With with cloth boots on and a tiny little dagger demanding my money off me, right? <laughs> right. And I'm like... Maybe maybe she was an odd bastard. Yeah. And then he said, I'm like, one of the options on speech was intimidate. And I'm like, why do I need to intimidate? So I'm like, do you think you're hard enough, right? Two hits and she was dead, right? You know, she attacks me. And I'm like, that would never happen. You know, I would, I've got fire shooting out of my hands. Why would a, you know, a little woman, like, thing with a, with a tiny knife attack me? <laughs> why well, now, why how, is she doing that? How is... Like, I'm, I'm hearing all these stories... Of 
you know, magicians and bandits and things fighting trolls and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. It's interesting. Now, the, uh, one of my interesting things is is the giants are, are, are fairly interesting creatures. Be because they will they won't attack you unless you do something to bug them. So you could one could walk past you on the road and it would just totally ignore you. So it doesn't, you know, in, obviously in Oblivion, you saw a giant, you were running, you know, because that thing's going to kill you big time. Yeah. Uh, in this game, they're, they're, they're quite benign, you know, they won't really, unless you do something to, to sort of irritate them. And um, there was there was one bit, obviously, we've still got the Benny Hill mechanics are still in there, you know, so that hasn't changed. <laughs> um, so, so, what do you mean? Right, so... For instance, right, I go, I go up to a cave. Like, there's two giants stood outside this cave. You're just minding their own business with the clubs and the shit. And I go up there, and I thought, oh, I wonder if you've got anything cool hiding in the cave. So I walk past. It. As soon as I made it, obviously into his area where where you're not allowed to go past, he was like, yeah. so I ran in the cave. Obviously, he didn't follow me inside. I, I looted everything that was in there. Uh, came back out, and as soon as I came out, he's like running for me, still waiting. You know, he, he was waiting there, you know, for me to come out of that cave. <laughs> Uh, and I ran for it, right? So I just ran, and I ran, and I ran, right? And he was, like, following me forever, right? And I got, and I got to the, right, there's this, like, tower with a bridge. So I got to this tower, and I thought, oh, he's, he's too big to fit through the door hole. I'll run in here. He won't be able to follow me, right? So I ran in, and he could get through the first door. Then the second door, he got stuck. So I just stood on the bridge and sort of shot him with arrows until he died. <laughs> but he, he did that. Like, they will follow you forever. You know, these things don't give up. You, know? <laughs> you irritate something in that game, it is, it is after you forever. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's where we're going to see the biggest advancement next time is in the AI department. We have definitely. to. Definitely. And I, again, this comes down to not a development thing as much as a sort of, he just hasn't got the power. They have to pre-program these things to do stuff, you know, because it, yeah. cannot, it cannot be, you know, sort of just doing it because it's reacting to something in the game that you know you know and that, I, I think that'll come i think yeah. that'll come but i think it just needs more power and it, it did make me sit and realize i think do you know what we need we need you know for a game of this scale and magnitude you know we need a top end pc running this you know what i mean and and the problem is that pc version will be pretty much the same because obviously they'll be you know making sure it runs on consoles as well so yeah. that will restrict yeah. what they could i mean you only have to look at the witcher 2 which was obviously dedicated PC, open world, no load it's screen. Beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, and I think that's I think that's the problem. But that being said, this game is just a time sink. I mean, yeah, just playing this game, you get drawn in. The story's okay. I've no issues with the the way the story. But to be honest, these games, it's not about the story. Mm. The story's there, and and I would a, a tip for anyone is. You need to get as far as the grey beards in the story. All right, just do that because that will make a difference. Okay, uh, because it'll give you something that you need. Um, but be, I don't know whether there's other stuff beyond that. But each story mission gives you some sort of cool weapon or cool power or something. So it is worth doing the story missions to get you to a level that you feel uh, suitable with. Um, I'm an Argonian, so that's that's what I'm sort of. What's be- one of those? So an Argonian, it's like a lizard. It's like a All lizard. Right. Uh, but, he's, but he's sort of magic orientated, uh, all right with single-handed weapons, and he can breathe underwater, which I've got to say is a great skill. And he's resistant to, dis- to diseases as well, so he doesn't get any diseases in the game. Oh, cool. Uh, and I think he's a pretty all-round good character, and I played as an Argonian in Oblivion, um, and he came in really useful to some of the quests, especially where you have to go underwater to get to stuff. You know, you don't have to use a spell then to, to sort of maybe be able to breathe underwater. So I've got him... 
And and I've I've I've, I've got to say they've they've taken all the best bits from Fallout and put them into this. So the lock picking is the Fallout lock picking, um, and that's cool because if you ever played uh, the original Oblivion until you got the unbreakable lock pick. It, it was a bloody nightmare. If you got a master or an expert lock, there was just no way you were doing it, you know, unless you had some sort of stupid mad skill on lock picking, there, there was no way you were getting anywhere near getting into whatever it was. So is it like well, the bobby pin thing where you move yeah, it around? Yeah, so in this, it's like, it's like a proper lock pick tool, but it's exactly as it was. So you move it, you know, one move your pin and then obviously move the other one to unlock. So you sort of, uh, it's exactly the same mechanic, really. Well, do you have a finite amount of picks or is yeah it... yeah so you you have to you you but you always pick you know anyone that you kill they've always got some on yeah, yeah 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 so yeah i mean i'm yeah. i'm averaging around that carrying around 28 30 ish at a time and you do you mm. do break a few good okay. uh but I've, I've opened the master uh, master lock with with very low lock picking skill you know i've opened an, a few expert locks as well so i feel capable of it and it's it's quite. There's a lot of tension when you're doing it, you know. Especially if it's you've you've got a feeling there's some good loot in it, you know. Whatever it is you're trying to open, and uh, you just you know you, there's a lot. of... I love the the mechanic for it because it, you, you know there's a lot of feel. You know you you really have to feel it and feel for the subtle vibrations in the controller to tell you that you you know it's about to snap if you don't just let off and maneuver it a tiny bit more to the left or right to get it in the right place. So so you can break it and spoil it forever. If, no, if you can't you break the lock, but you break your picks, and eventually you'll okay. after those, I guess. You know, at some right. point. I mean, I did on the. There was a master one that I unlocked, and it was really weird because it was into a room, right? The master one, and um, it took probably I had about twenty-eight, and I got down to about sixteen picks. So I used a lot. I broke oh a lot. <laughs> and then I get in, and there's a chest, right? I'm like, cool, because I'm thinking, well, it's not going to goes to open chest. Expert lock on this one. Right, so I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding!" So it's just maybe open a master one. Now it needs me to open an expert one to get into the loot. Uh, but luckily, it only took me one. I did it the first time. I did oh, it. Man. So I was like, "Whoa!" So whether it was just being kind to me, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, but it, it opened first time. Um, so yeah, I'm creating a bit of a battle mage character. So I'm I'm sort of focusing on single-handed weapons, and obviously, I always have a spell on the other arm. I think that's the point of. Skyrim probably is the battle mage, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sort of, sort of doing a bit of both. Not bothering with shields or anything like that. You know, I'm just using offensive stuff pretty much. There's and, part and, of me that wants to do shields though. Yeah, and heavy armor. You know, keeping mm. doing the heavy armor. Uh, and and so far it's working. I mean, I've come. What's in, what's cool about it? I've come to a, one or two areas. Not many. One or two areas where I've struggled. You know, I've gone in and and I thought that nah, I'm going to come back here later because I'm just not powerful enough at the moment. You know, yeah. to, to get through this bit, um, but the, it's rewarding. Some of the, the way the dungeons are, they're all different now. Is no longer because obviously in Oblivion it was like the same dungeon just copied and pasted. You know, a slightly different layout. Uh, in this, it, there's been a lot of attempt, and and each dungeon has the major ones that you go through have like little puzzles within them, which I like. Nothing too taxing, you know, nothing that's like, but it's just a diversion. Makes you think, and loads of traps. Did you ever play the Shivering Isles? No, huh? you never play it. Well, there's a bit of the beginning. There's a quest at the beginning where you have to, and it's such a great quest. And uh, these explorers come into these caves to to hunt for treasure, and you control all the booby traps within the caves. So you have to take them all out as they're sort of going through the game. It's such a cool quest. But all of those sorts of booby traps are added into all the dungeons now. So you know you'll be walking along, and there's a lot of like Tomb Raider esque. Oh man. 
blades cool. and spears and swords and axes swinging down and bloody booby trap gates that just swing from nowhere and smack you with spikes on and stuff like that. So they've, they've definitely changed. And the, the the only other gripe I've got, I mean, is is the companions because you can pick up companions. Uh, one's automatically given to you as part of a quest. You know, so you'll do a quest, and and she sort of just comes to you after it, uh, and and one I picked up by random, but I sort of got rid of her because she was a bit ugly, you know. And I've heard you can get married in the game, and mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I don't want an ugly chick to get married to, and and she wanted to fight me, right? And I had this punch up with her, right? You'll probably know it when you come across her, and you have a bit of a fight with her. But when you when you've beaten her, she then says, you know, if you want me to come along on your quest, I will do, and you know, you can ask her to come along with you. Um, but they're pretty, unlike the dog, you know, the dog in Fallout gets killed in three yeah, seconds. Yeah. These, these are pretty hardy, you know, they will take a lot of damage before they die, you know, they, and they're, they're pretty good at fighting with you and alongside you. So. Are they as good as Fox or no? Um, I don't know whether they're quite as good as that. The, the issue with them is they don't keep up with you speed-wise. And I bought a horse, so I spent, you know, 600 gold or whatever it was buying a horse, but they don't get one. So there's no point having a horse once you've got a companion. Oh, jeez. You know, and it's like, why not give him a horse? And then at least we can ride, you know, at the same pace. But they don't keep up with So it's like, you know, when, like, there's an enemy running after you. It's a bit like that. So you'll sort of be heading to wherever. You stop and turn around, and they're about, you know, six or 700 meters behind you, just running towards you, you know. And they will bump into stuff and get stuck behind little rocks and things like that, you know. And if you go off what's not, like, part of it, you know, if you sort of just break off and go into the forest, they really struggle to follow you where there isn't a road or a path, you know. And, and there's some little issues like that, but but they are cool. And and she has died twice while I've been, and I've had to go back to previous saves because I'm quite. I want to keep her there now. I've I've you know been wandering around. Is this the ugly chick. No, no, I, no, no. The other one I got is part of the, she's a bit bad looking. So the ugly chick I never took with me anywhere. I just left her in the town. You shallow. I went. Bastard. I went. Actually, I think we need to part ways. See you later. Cause yeah, I don't think this is working out, love. Yeah, better looking chick now. Um, dragons. We should talk a little bit about dragons because obviously they're a huge and shouts. Uh, shouts are cool. I'm liking the shouts, um, which is like another added perk, really. I like the, the you know a lot of people have sort of whinged a bit about the the favorite system, but I think it works perfectly well. You know, um, so what's that a favorite system? So basically, what you can do is any sort of weapons that you like to use, weapons, shields, powers, whatever you you, you can favorite them by just pressing triangle on them, and then if you press up on the D pad, it just brings up the list of your favorites, and you can just quickly you know go through them and switch to whatever it is you want to use next. You know, so if you want to switch like from a healing spell to a fire spell, you can do that pretty quickly and easily without having to go in any menus or anything. So I, I think that works fine for me. You know, I have no issues with that. Good. Yeah, it, it just works. It just works. You know, it is, it is not, it, you know, it's not maybe the best solution, but for me, it's a whole lot better than either Fallout or Oblivion. Um, the skill trees, should talk a little bit about those. The skill trees, the way they work. Um, I think there's a hell of a lot more focus this time on focusing on one thing or one or two things rather than doing a bit of everything the way like the destruction one it's it's split into fire ice uh lightning you know and you you can basically soup up just like fire you know so you can just every put all your perk points into that and obviously okay. you know the like the next one will give you like 20 25 percent more damage with fire spells and things of that nature or or you can do dual casting so you can just go up the dual casting side of it um at the moment i'm trying to just i think you know i 
you know, maybe I'm not the best person to say this, but you know, I played a lot of Oblivion, and my, and I'm assuming the same in Fallout. But recommend it. Don't sort of put bits here and bits there. You know, figure out what it is you want to be as a character, yeah. Yeah. and and concentrate all your perk points into those areas. You know, so I'm just doing single-handed combat stuff, and I'm doing the doing the magic stuff on destruction on fire at the moment. Are there any buff spells or anything like that where you can like up your up your damage threshold or up your definitely you know, anything like that? Because yeah, that's... that's the initial one. Is it tends to be something like that, and then you refine it. You know, so you do an initial. You know, uses twenty five percent less magic to to perform a, a destruction spell. And then yeah. you then you go into twenty five percent more damage or fifty percent more damage or uh, fireball or whatever it may be. I mean, I haven't learned any extra spells at the moment, so there is a place where you can go, you know, where you can learn more spells. And apparently, you can pick quite a few open books that you read. Um, yeah, read books. God, there's hundreds of books with like I found the Knights of the Nines book, which was really cool, and it was. Huh. It was about 30 pages long, this huge, massive book. So Chini's definitely not going to be reading any of these, but they're there. <laughs> you know, but they're just there. And unless you went and click on them or find them, you know, and it shows the level of detail they've gone to, you know, for this game. I think he said you're illiterate. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So there's all these books everywhere. But the dragons, yeah, I keep I keep <laughs> playing, yeah. There's the, the first dragon's part of the, the main quest story. That you'll you'll come across. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that doesn't really it does, but it doesn't really give you an, uh, you know what it's like when a random one comes along, because obviously it's, it's a bit more. Stru- so I've looked at like people's, I've looked at people's like achievements, and every one of them is like slayed a dragon very early. Yeah, but you do so it. Get, yeah, you do it right near the beginning of the game, so it's it's fairly important. Yeah. But yeah, let's just to introduce you to the concept. Of let's that. just say you have a lot of help. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say it's not really just right. up to you. You have help. When that when my first random one came along, it was rather a cool thing that happened because I was in a in a cave, came out into the open. There was this huge like aurora going on in the sky, which was like, well, look at that, you know, you know, aesthetic things and all that stuff, right? <laughs> and it looked, but on, on this, it was beautiful. And there was two there's two moons, so there's like two moons with a huge aurora across the whole sky. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm looking up and going, wow, that's cool. And as I'm looking up, this shadow goes over the top of me. And I hear, the, obviously, the, the, the noise of a dragon. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a dragon. <laughs> so, so it was this really... Oh, shit. Yeah, it was a little bit like It was this really cool moment in the game for me. I'm like, I can't believe there's a dragon. And then, obviously, I had this huge fight with a dragon. And it's not, it's not as epic as you'd think. You know, I was expecting this huge epic battle, and it's not really... Because it, it all depends what you carry. That, was it hard to was it hard to kill or not? Not really. I didn't really have much of an issue. I didn't die once fighting against it. Huh? And it, it did probably yeah. only took me maybe five minutes tops. It wasn't like a massive epic battle, you know. Which I was quite surprised. At. I was expecting this huge epic battle with, but it wasn't. But it was cool because when you do kill a dragon, you get this cool like cutscene. At the end, like a slow mo sort of finishing move on the dragon itself, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I like that." Is, there, is it going to just become commonplace slaying dragons? Like, yes. is it something no, that you're going to do all the time? I think you're going to do it quite a lot because I think one of the achievements is slay forty dragons or something like that. Yeesh. So I'm guessing there'll be, there'll be quite a few, and I, I believe there are different variations on dragons, so they're not all going to be the same type. It's all right if they're all baby dragons and get a little veal out of them. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe some have got to be harder than others. I don't know. But the one, the second one, I thought Damn. I didn't, didn't find it that difficult. It wasn't as huh. as rock. And I just hid behind a tree, basically. And, uh, <laughs> they'll get they'll get harder though, right? Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll yeah. be different. I think it's just random. I think you'll either get one that's not too difficult, or you might get one that's rock. Well, I'm sure you're bound to come across one or two big ones probably in the course of the story that are sort yeah, of unmissable. I bet. Definitely. I think I think you're right. I think. Yeah. But. Again, that being said, this game is awesome. You know, it's it's so well done. I mean, all the little glitchy game of the year for you, Stu. Potentially, I would have said. I can see myself spending a lot of time in this game and in this story. I think I'm going to be there for a long time playing this. See, I'm excited for Skyrim, and the reason I think I'm excited for Skyrim and Zelda because my God, I mean, the hours that I'm going to put in between the yeah, two. Yeah, but. Like I, this is something that I talked, uh, you know, with the with the Nintendo Uki guys last week was there is one game for me so far, you know, excluding those two that I just mentioned, that hasn't had a butt. You know what I mean? Like there's all these games. Oh, I love this. I love this butt. I love this. I love this butt. And that game is Portal Two. Yeah, yeah, that is the only game where there is no butts. There are no yeah. Portal Two. So I, I mean, I'm anxious. Chinny, do you have any interest in Skyrim at all, or no? He's got it. He's got it. He's sat on. Wait, his... wait, 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 wait. I've got wait. it. What? He's got it. He's sat there what? waiting to be played. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it. <laughs> I'm holding it in my wait. hand right now. You talking about the game, or you're talking about something else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Penis and Skyrim <laughs> pressed against each other. You really have it. He really has yeah. it, yeah. No, he really does have it. From Love oh, Film, though, I didn't buy okay. it. Okay, all right. I mean, are you just going to play it to be in on the conversation, or you actually plan on giving it a, like a, a, a full run? I'm going to give it a, a good go because, uh, well, it's Love Film, so I don't want to finish play and finish the whole game on yeah. the rental. Yeah. But I'll give it a good five, six hours and and see if uh, see if I like it, and if it's good enough, I'll come back to it later. But the reason why I'm playing it is because I'll, I'll give him a free pass. Yeah, I'll give Bethesda a free pass because of Fallout. I love Fallout so yeah. much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Oblivion, Oblivion's too old to go back to, so I thought I'll, I'll give this Skyrim a try. And I, I have got Dragon Age uh, because I, I trust Bioware. I just haven't played it yet. So I, I, I don't mind it. As, as, it depends on the developer, really. I'm not going to play yeah. Two Worlds 2 or whatever, but I don't mind uh, you know, trying Skyrim <laughs> or Dragon Age. But yeah, I mean... So. You're not you're not really not going to go wrong as far as RPGs go. You know it's it's well done. They, they've streamlined all the leveling up in the system in the way that works. And I do believe if, even if you got someone like you know not necessarily Chini because he's played Fallout Three, but if you if you got someone who hasn't really played a, an RPG game before, I think it's dumbed down enough. And I don't really want to use that phrase because it's not maybe the right phrase, but it's streamlined enough that they would get it. They oh, would don't ruin it for me. They would know what to do, you know. There's, it, don't get me wrong, right? If you're into collecting flowers and bloody butterfly petals and all that stuff, you know, to craft items and potions and all that stuff going on, there's plenty of that to be done if that's what you want to do. But that's not my bag. I don't care about bloody and collecting bunches of numbers and stuff like that. Uh, numbers, not so much. No, no? there isn't really much numbers wise, and and they've really dumbed down. You know, the only three things you can level up before your perks is is uh, stamina magic and health and that's it there's nothing else to put your, your wow. points into yeah that's all oh, there is okay but then after that the skill trees are gigantic you know the, the different okay. things you can do with your skills oh. there's loads of them and and that's why i say you really need to think about focusing on what sort of character you so, want to make Stu, Stu, um 
Greg DeLacy, Murphy's Law from the Overseas Connection, right? He joked and said, you should be an elf. And I might make my character a, a ridiculous looking elf just for lols, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what, what benefits do, does an elf have? I, you know, I have no idea because I've never I was going to say, can I I'm, guess? Steve, I've never know? been one. Well, I mean, if, if, it, if, if I had to just go by the stereotype, I would say low light vision, I would say uh, yeah. silent step. I would say, um, you know, yeah, dexterity, affinity, and, you know, all kind of stuff like that, probably. Yeah, there'd be some sneaky stuff going on with elves, yeah. I would imagine. Doesn't sound yeah. very fun, does it? Well, there's, there's different types fun. of elves, though, isn't there? Because there's usually, like, high elf, or there's a dark elf, or whatever. Is there really? Yeah, there's usually different oh, types that uh, you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 just stick to a human soldier, so it's something that you can relate to is maybe better. Soldier is fine. Yeah, yeah. Just stick to something you, you can relate no to. But just think about what you want to do. If you want to do magic-y stuff. And another tip for people, right, because I was reading a review, right, just to see what the reviews are saying. And he said, when you get to the standing stones, you know, the first standing to choose whether you want to be a mage or a warrior or, a, you know, a thief or whatever, you know, yeah. you need to make sure you choose the right one. And I was like, I never saw those at the beginning of the game. And it wasn't until I was at level eight and been playing for about eight hours that I came across them. No, so it's still technically the beginning two percent of the game. Well, I guess, I guess. <laughs> but I was like, but I did. I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. I went on on you know online and went, where the hell are they? Because I didn't, you know, because the NPC is meant to lead you to them yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the game. That never happened for me, as far as I could tell. Are the skill trees visible? Like, oh, can you see all of the skills and determine what they are? Or do they only unlock or open? No, no, like- you can see them all, but they're just so basically you look up in the, you you go up. So when you go into the menu system, obviously it's got up for the up for your skills, down for the map, uh, uh, right for items, and left for magic. I think could be the opposite way around, but it's one or the other. Uh, and basically, whichever way you point. So if you go to the sky, it's it's like it's like looking up at a night sky with all the stars. Yeah, uh, but yeah. they're not glowing until you activate one. They're just sort of dull, mm. and obviously yeah. each one's good tells you what it does, so you can you know zoom around them and look what they all do and decide which way you want to go. You know by so putting just, them in the right place. I would totally create a character and look through all the skill trees and figure out what skills are synergistic yeah. with the other ones yeah. and figure all that stuff out beforehand. Yeah, you can do all that. And the, as far okay. as numbers go, obviously you need to be the right level to unlock the skill. So, you know, yeah, you have yeah. to, again, in this, and I, I like this about it. There's, you know, in the first one, you had to decide whether you were going to be a mage or a warrior and mm-hmm. all that. So in this, it, it, there isn't. There's none of that. Be, it's a very quick to get into the story. Once you've made your character and as an Argonian, there's nothing to do with him. Apart from change, you can change his facial things, but that's it. There's yeah. no hair or anything of that nature. No light <laughs> beards and, you know, he's just a lizard. So I'm fine with that. Um, but you're very quickly into the story. And, and obviously, if you use your fire all the time, then obviously that's what will keep increasing in level for you. Yeah. And then obviously you can unlock the skills you want to with that. Um, what's also uh, kind of cool about that as well, when you get the three standing stones, so if, you, if you're if you a warrior, it'll level up your heavy armor and, and sort of weaponry at 20% faster. You know, okay. obviously, if you're a thief, it'll you know level up lock picking and sneak twenty percent faster. And obviously, if you're mage, it'll unlo- you know your spells and spell casting twenty percent faster. Sweet. So, so that's how you sort of that's where you dictate the type of person. But you can deactivate them at any time, so you can go back and unactivate the mage one and change it to the warrior one. So it's not like locked. It isn't a locked thing. You can and you find more of the stones 
around the land and they do all different things so one i came across uh once a day you could you could raise the undead when you're in a big battle with something you know and, and anything that's dead on the battlefield will get up and fight for you that's pretty oh, cool sweet that's pretty cool yeah so there's lots of things like that around and again the shouts you know you come across the shouts and i've just got a shout that um if, if any animals are attacking me when i use the shout it'll scare them off and they'll run off and leave me alone yeah. which is which is really useful for things How like... How often can you use the shells? Uh, the shells have regenerate fairly quickly. They, they all have a cooldown time, but it's usually something like between 15 and 20 seconds. Okay. So, so not... once you learn it, you can use it repeatedly as long as you Ab- have enough yeah, time in between. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And you can switch okay. between them on the fly as well, so you can switch from one shout to another. Excellent. And it's just all mapped to the uh, the bottom trigger, the right uh, on trigger. I am excited. I can't wait. Yeah. So, I mean, for all the little irritating things you know which aren't really irritating at all they're just stupid you know like the ai being a bit dumb and you know and things of that nature and you know again it's not you know you hear the same voice about five times in one city you know what i mean doing different characters yeah yeah. you know and and that's that's always the case though and the and the animation isn't the it's better but he's nowhere near on a par with anything like the witcher or anything like you know dark souls you know it just isn't you know what I mean? It's better, but you know it's a lot better than Oblivion. But it's it's still not perfect. You know they've fine. improved it a lot. Uh, but it's all surfaceable. I mean, there is still that hack and slash element again. There's no time, you know, really parries or anything. You can block and stuff, but it's not like there is no time based bonuses for stuff like that. So it is a bit of hack and slashy. But again, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I like going hack and slashy. Yeah, I'm fine going in kicking ass. You know, and <laughs> and again, they've implemented the um, you know the slow down finishing moves from Fallout. You yeah, know, like the yeah, yeah. you know bloody mess perk and the stuff like they've implemented that for it doesn't always happen, but I, and and if you've got the camera at the right angle when it happens, it does look cool, you know. But again, if you, if the camera's just not quite at the right angle for it, it does, <laughs> you know, it might be sticking his sword sort of half in and half out of him or whatever, you know. But it's still cool, you know, and it's still and every time you you know when you get a critical hit, it works really really well. So yeah, overall, it it is an almost. You know, it's not almost perfect because there are a few too many little issues for that. But it's, it is about as good as it gets for me as far as, as an RPG goes. So, God, that's a lot of games. It is, isn't it? Isn't it? A yeah. ju- I mean, and this is a lot of game. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this this yeah. thing just sucks up your time before you've even... Re- oh, yeah. One more tip, Chini. Need to give you a massive tip. Save often. Yeah. Save often. <laughs> Because the auto, it only auto saves if you go in and out of a door, or in and out of a building, or something, or you've just finished a mission. Other than that, if you if you yeah, yeah, if you've been wandering for two hours and forget to save and get killed, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the end yeah, of that. Yeah. Whatever you've that's done fine. in that two hours is gone forever. So don't forget to save. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good bit of advice there. Uh, and that's it. So. You know, nearly all the show is gone. No, it's not really. We've still got some time left, but we've we've spoken a lot about playing games. But there's been a lot to play. There's been a lot to play. Yeah. So at this point, so that's it for games. Eventually, bloody hell, fire! There's a lot of games to talk about. <laughs> a lot of games. Uh, yeah, time time for the indie pick this week. And Duke has prepared something. Bless him. You know, he he has been in touch with Vlados, and she's she's sorted out what she thinks. So let's uh, let's have a listen. Indie game review review. Hello, children. Vlados here with another family-friendly indie game review. Some of you have been telling your parents about some of the colorful words I've been using, so now I have to censor myself like a naughty little puppy. Teehee. 
Anyway, Stu's rampage of 8-bit adventure games continues with Escape Goat, a puzzle platformer from Magical Time Bean, the people who brought us Soulcaster. Apparently graphics haven't evolved for smaller developers since the days of Zelda 1, because these graphics look exactly like Hyrule circa 1986. They're sorta colorful, but it's a dungeon and dungeons tend to be grim. So this game looks grim. Gameplay depends on figuring out how to move rocks and activate switches, using careful thought and a cute little mouse friend. You can also teleport with your mouse friend to switch places, so there's that. No, be quiet children. It makes perfect sense. Sometimes you get stuck and you have to do the level all over again, which is annoying. But otherwise it's a fun little puzzle game. Escape Goat is 240 Microsoft points on Xbox Indie Games. Vlados out motherfuckers. Right, so, Escape Goat. It's fun, it's cute, I guess. <sighs> it's, a, it's a puzzle game. I don't like the fact that you sometimes get stuck and you have to do the level all over again. They should give you a way to sort of teleport back to the beginning of the level or something. Uh, but, you know, it's okay. It's 240 points, which is too much for me to buy just because I think it's done well. So I didn't buy it and I won't buy it. But if you like that sort of puzzle game, it's very well done and the graphics are pretty weak. I don't know. I guess I'm becoming more uh, unimpressed by 8-bit graphics lately. Anyway, give it a shot. It's worth a try at least. And maybe you'll like it and go buy it. And you'll go, thank you, Stu, for showing me the way. Now, Stu. I order you next week. Pick something with different graphics. I'm sick of this 8-bit crap. First of all, I've got to say, I can only I can only pick what's coming out because I look through all of the indie games that are released every week to try and pick an, a, a fairly decent one. And I have got one that isn't 8-bit. I've, I have got one in the wings that I was going to do this week, then came across this. So I thought, oh, no, this is kind of cool. Uh, so that's why I went with Escape Go. So, uh, Chini, what did you think? What do you think? Um, I thought it was all right, actually. Is yeah. that it? Is that all you've got to say? <laughs> No, I was just, I was just thinking about, like, you're a fucking goat. Like, you know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was a bit like, oh, God, here we go. Stu's crazy, like, games. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, I like, like, the platforming worked well, and um, some of the ideas, you know, like, turning the cogs and, and things like that, I, I thought that was clever, and some of them landed on you and killed you. Basically, it's like a little puzzle platformer thing. Like, a little, I thought, I thought it was okay. Yeah, no, I'm... Bad. I'm with you. I thought it was really well. And Millie, Millie was playing. He was like, you're not going to buy this. Can you buy this? I really like this. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying it. And Millie's like, why not? So because I'm not, you know, I've, I've got all this stuff to spend me points on. I'm still, I've still got just over 1,200 points. And I keep waiting for that game. You know, the one that I'm going to spend. That game. And, and that game has not come yet. <laughs> it no. doesn't. I haven't had any. But I know as soon as I buy an indie game, I'm just going to have to spend the rest of them pretty much on indie games and stuff. Because, you know, mm. once you've got below 1,200, you know, Pretty much, unless you get an odd 800 game coming out that's decent, you're not going to spend them on that, are you? Exactly. So, so I'm still holding thought, back, but it was good. I thought it was, I good. Thought it was all right. Yeah, I thought it was a decent effort. I thought it was a decent, decent effort. So, what about you, uh, Steve? Are you still ex Xbox 360, as it were? You haven't got one, or not? No, I, I, I played it. I, I oh. liked it actually. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I thought that, aside from the fact of a goat that can double jump. <laughs> I mean, it, and, and that's not a bad thing. I don't think that I, because it works within the context of, of the rule set that that has been you know chosen for the game. Uh, I also like the inclusion of that little mouse, the way he can teleport yeah. you know right back. You can send him to climb up walls and things. And once you get the magic hat, you can teleport and switch locations with him. I think that's great. Yeah. 
Very good. Um, Really, really neat mechanics. It's definitely original, I will say that. The only thing that I will say is that 8-bit games do not reflect well on a larger flat panel display. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, That's about it. But I think for what it is, and, and I don't know, you're right, 240 may be a little steep, but it it has great 2D platformer controls, I think. I mean, they're really, really spot on. I, I think it must have a lot of levels because it's a fairly hefty download as well. It's not a small download. I was mm-hmm. like, I was quite surprised at the size when you. Because interestingly, I nearly overlooked it because I sort of looked at the the screenshots. You know, I was like, mm, that looks a bit iffy. But then I saw the ratings were quite good for it. So oh, maybe I'm wrong. So that's why I sort of went for it. And then I was like, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. Well, I will say that when the timer ran out, I was disappointed. So. Ah. Uh, you know, be, that that I think that says enough right there. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, can I can I ask you, Steve? Do you normally play the indie games? Do you go in and have a look around, download any to have Not a go? Normally, I mean, and I know, I mean, I've played a few for for different shows that I've done with people and stuff. You know, for you know, with an indie game focus, you know, kind of like this. I just see, I don't spend a lot of time on my Xbox uh, at all. But you know, with the old yellow light of death, I was Netflixing like a beast the other day. Yeah, I, I normally don't visit the indie game stuff, but it, it it is probably something that I should do a little more often. I think, I think. you'd like you'd, yeah. you'd really like them, Steve. Yeah. I expect you to like them. You yeah. should try D- DLC Quest from last week. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that's think, right. yeah. yeah, I think you'd like that. I think that would definitely be up your street. I think you'd really like that. Irony and sarcasm. I like it. Yeah, no, I mean you'd be definitely <laughs> up for that. Um, so yeah, so at this point, right, it's a really weird show tonight because obviously we've spoken a whole lot about games we've been playing. So yeah. we're, we're heading for the two-hour mark, and we've only yeah. really just done the, which is normally <laughs> yeah. a, normally Three, about an hour. Four. Yeah, it's your <laughs> fault, Steve. You come on the show, and it all goes to talk. No, it all, no. all my timings are out now. Um, so what I what I suggest we do is do a few uh, confessions because we have got some. Yes. Uh, then we've got a couple of emails, and and I think we'll get the hell out of here after okay. that. So we, we would normally do some newsy stuff, and I have got some news stories to cover off, but we just haven't got time. You know, we, things have got to go. You know, things have got to yeah. go. Um, so on that on that note, uh, let's let's do some confessions. So uh, let's do that. <laughs> hey kid, I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. Thing 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 thing. Okay, I'll talk. Okay, so uh, usual, usual sort of way that we do these. So it's going to be sort of you know a couple of shortish ones, but we haven't got many short ones left to be honest. Ah, oh, yeah, pretty epic. We want short ones. Yeah, I have a short one. Yeah, for me. Need, just for yeah, me. If, just for you. So you right, come on then. Let's yeah, yeah. stop yeah, with that. Okay, let's are you ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I jizz all over the floor every time someone says Zelda. Okay. Zelda, 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 Zelda. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know what? I really hope that isn't true. <laughs> no, I figured it was a nice callback the last episode. Because so. because honestly, I don't think there's any forgiveness for doing that and it makes a hell of a mess on the I carpet. Said that, didn't I? I said that yeah. Steve jizz it all over yeah. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hell of a mess on your carpet. So hopefully that isn't true. This chance we um, have it right at that point in time. I'm hoping that you never meet um, Robin Williams's daughter. I just hope that you never <laughs> yeah, meet her. Yeah, God. Yeah, that would be that would be. Oh, awesome. oh my God, that would be wrong on so many levels. You know, she's not old enough. Yeah, I, I will say though, I I want to blow up doll of of Vanille from Final Fantasy Thirteen. 
Oh now that's God. What's is, going that, on? is that for real? Is that creepy? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little weird. bit weird. Okay, well, that's a confession. I mean, I, mean, uh, van- I don't know what this person looks like. Final Fantasy. Vanille. I'm yeah. going to give it the, the, the chinny pass, and if I say that's fine, then okay. <laughs> the, only, the only thing, would you want working holes? Can, dare I even ask? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it could have a, like a recorded voice box or something. I don't know. I mean, that, that is just, no, 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 just stop there. That, that, you, 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 yeah, that is just too weird. A I'm body sorry. pillow would be fine. Yeah, yeah. How do you That's, spell vanilla? Is it V-I-N-Y-L-L-E, I want to say? Say that again. V-A-N-I-L-L-E. Yeah, you should know that, Chini. Come on, you know, all these bloody Final Fantasy fanboys knowing exactly how to spell stuff. <laughs> um, so anyway, while you're doing that, I'm, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking and I'm uh, judging and I'm thinking, this is the really annoying one. In Final yeah, Fantasy. but she, if she just stay quiet, she's, oh, never mind. Let me uh, ask you a question. Da, she, da, da. Does she look about 12? She does. Yeah. Look, well, oh, I mean, but the thing is, they don't. Uh, like, she's supposed to be, but she doesn't. Yeah, right. 12-year-olds never looked that way when I was 12. Yeah, okay. Well, let's move so. on. Let's let's, let's, <laughs> let's get serious here. Here we go. First one, right. Well, G.H. Rockery sent us two in last week, so here is his, uh, his second one. Are you ready? Here we go. These were, these were fairly short ones. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Uh, when I was about seven, my dad bought me a hard drive for my PS2. Okay. It could copy games to it. I now have about 50 or 60 games on that, baby. Ha, ha, ha. You can thank Love Film. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I had a 120 gig in my PS2, and I have a custom boot elf and all kind of stuff on it, and I have a ton of games on mine, too. Yeah. So you're both guilty of this. Yep, uh, yep. You're, you're the problem. You're the pirates. That's terrible. And you know what? I have completely turned around since then, but I did, I did that back then. And now that I have disposable income, I feel exactly the opposite. Let me ask you this, right? So how many games are you got in there? About 120, did you say? No, I mean, it's 120 gigs, so you figure anywhere between two oh, and four sorry. gigs per game. So, Yeah, so a know. similar amount then. But yeah, yeah. Now, can I ask you, have you played all of those games? Or was it more just because you could do it? Oh, I, we had a we had like a an unlimited pass to the video store up the hill. And, uh, man, there I, I think I've tinkered with all of them yep. or more. Yep. But, I mean, at the very least, I've tinkered with them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Tini, what do you think about this? Is this forgiveness, and and if not, what you know, or, or should I say, what is his penance for this? What does he have to do to make amends for this? Um, he has to buy Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no, does that mean I have no. to too? No. Well, you. Oh yeah, yeah. For you, no, that, Steve. I was talking about uh, Steve. Steve. Oh God, I Call of Duty, <laughs> and I think GH Rocker has to play Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> No, he has to play. He has to play GTA. <laughs> yeah, he has to play GTA. No, it, when GTA 4 comes out, he has to go to the midnight launch. Yeah, he that's does. A, no, that's then, a that, I love that. Than death. I love that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, GTA 4. Even if he doesn't buy it, he just has to go to the launch and stand in the queue. He has to go <laughs> to the midnight launch and pretend to wear a GTA t-shirt going, oh, I love GTA. <laughs> that is definitely suitable. If you want to talk about Nico Bellic and why he chases the American dream, talk to me. That's on the back of the t-shirt. That is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's what you've got to do. That's what yeah. you've got to do, young man. Get it sorted now. Endure, endure a couple of hours of GTA game, and Steve, you've got to play a Call of Duty game. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I did that last year. Does that count? No. No. <laughs> of course not. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a penance, would it? You've got to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, this isn't so much as a, as a confession, or more of a response to our, this is what you've got to do. Okay. 
And this comes from Woody, and he says, It's got GTA 4 to start my penance. I have to confess, I don't think I'm going to manage it. Within 15 minutes, my eyes started to get sore from the frame rate, and I'm still having the same problems I had with it before. The shooting was rubbish, and the camera is too. My wife even walked in and said, Is that Grand Theft Auto? I thought you sold that. God, the graphics are a bit rubbish, aren't they? Oh, dear. <laughs> can, can I do Red Dead in- Never introduce me to your wife. Can I do Red Dead instead, if only for the sake of my eyesight? So, no. It, it's sort of half a confession and half a, look, this is, I'm doing it, but I, but I still hate it. So what do, you, what do you think? No, he has to do it. You don't go to jail and go, oh, shit here. Can I go in a hotel instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, Woody. You've got, you've got to do you've that. You've got to endure it, man. Okay. So that, that's what you got to do. Okay, this this one, right, okay, I'm going to get serious now because this, this final confession for tonight needs some serious consideration. Is this oh, from I, Pete? It is from I, Pete. Oh, God. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Pete, okay. have you, do you know what this is? <laughs> no, I, he, may, he may or may not have read it. I don't know whether he's read these, but uh, here we go. Steve, be prepared, Steve. Be prepared. All Here we right. go, and we—you can dish out the punishment for this, I feel, or penance, whichever you decide. Uh, <laughs> to Here we go. Hey guys, I have something I need to get off my chest. Back in the nineties, a game came out on the N64 called WWF Warzone. This was one of the first wrestling games to have a creator wrestler mode. So I did what every teenage boy did, and went off to see how naked I could make the female wrestlers. Now. Can I ask, has anyone played this game? And have you ever done that, first of all? Has anyone ever gone off to see how naked they can get a wrestler? Ah, I don't know. I mean, maybe as a joke, maybe. Okay. But... Chini, you ever done Yeah, that? I'll, probably, I'll probably do it. I'll probably go, oh, look, look, you can put it down to the pants. <laughs> so, the, so, the, so we're okay with that, then? We're okay with him making the female wrestler? So far, he's just been a dick. Yeah, yeah. so we're fine. We've all done it. We've, We've all... all done it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next part of his confession. Okay. I was quite happy with the level of nudity, to the point where I thought, I can fap to this. Now, I'm assuming fap is a is a term for masturbate. I, I, yeah. I cannot decide it could be anything else. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> In my defense, though, the game box did boast photorealistic <laughs> graphics. So, so there is my confession. Please don't judge me too harshly. Also, on a side note, I just discovered that Saints Row the Third created a character demo. So you may be getting another confession next week. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the great work. I love you guys. All I can say, all I can say is I don't think we should punish him for this because oh, he, God. you know, he, he was a young teenager. But I am never going to be on private chat with him while he's playing Saints Row the Third. <laughs> Especially if his character's running around a naked woman. You know? yeah. that is, oh, my God. Be like, Pete, P- Pete, why are you not talking? <laughs> Pete, are you, have you put your microphone by a dog? There's some heavy breathing going on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we have done quite a few confessions, but I've got to say, this is one of the most... There you are. Yeah. yeah. Pete, Pete, Pete makes me laugh. That's you know, funny. It's one of my favourite confessions. That yeah, I think that's great. And that's the thing. It's so prepubescently pathetic. <laughs> just... You know what I mean? Like, there. If, if you were sitting in a in a confessional, they'd just say, "Man, that's all right. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the box." 
It's fine. See, we should have you on more often because you're really reasonable. You know, it's like, I'll be fine. You <laughs> steal games, don't worry. You know, it just slipped in your hand by mistake and you walked out of the shop. Don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, but I've got to say, right, when I came up with this idea of doing gaming confessions, I had no idea what kind of worms I was opening. Honestly, I didn't. That's a good thing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it is a good thing. I was That's expecting fun. some occasional juicy ones, but not to the level we've received. I mean, we've received one just today, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, you know. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, on that note, I do want to just do a bit of a call out because we are, we should mention this because we are going to be doing it. Uh, we're going to be having a live show on the 8th of December. Da, 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 da. So for the 100th show, for number 100. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd like some live confessors on the show. You know, I'd like some people to come on and confess what you've done and then we'll do it live. We're going to do it live. Yeah, you have to wear a priest collar. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do it live. So if you've got a confession you haven't sent to us yet, but you've been sort of plucking up courage, why not just do it live on our live show? It'd be even better. <laughs> so or yeah, just make oh, up an alias. That's all. We've we got, we got to get Pete on and say, I masturbated to Saints Row. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to get yeah. Pete on and have him masturbate on the live stream. <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what I've got to say? I think Pete maybe has more than one confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, there might be another yeah. one somewhere up his sleeve, you know. I think Buried in that in that mind of his. Yeah, I'm sure there's been more than that happen. What, um, what would you do if he if he called the, like the in on the live show and said, "I have a confession. I I sometimes I just I I fap the podcast." <laughs> yeah, that, you know that would be a bit wrong. You know, be a bit wrong. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god! Oh my god! I'm dying. Yeah, that that has put a whole new connotation on doing a podcast now. You oh, know. Great. Doing a podcast and imagining somebody fapping uh, to it. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that is a little bit weird. Time to move on. Uh, well, thank oh, you for that great message. Zelda. Uh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> Zelda. Um, okay, at this, at this point. I always think that the, the talk's sophisticated with Steve around. I'm, I'm questioning that there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's our influence, really. Quickly goes south. Yeah, I think, I think we're just a bad influence on him. Um, actually, just before we do move on, I have got one news piece, which I thought Steve might have a view on, actually. Uh, so it's only one piece I'm going to do. But I just want to talk... Capcom are selling for Dead Rising, off the record, uh, mm. some DLC that allows you to cheat in the game. Capcom is dead to me. And, and I wondered uh, just what you thought about this. Do you, have you heard about this? I mean, d- does it surprise anybody? I mean, they, they have save files that can't be deleted off of 3DS games. They sold an unlock key for Resident Evil. They're repackaging every goddamn fighting game under the sun. I mean, does this really surprise anybody? No, it doesn't surprise me, but I, I assumed you might have a strong uh, viewpoint on this. Yeah, so, so, basically, so for 400 Microsoft points, so three ninety nine, it's called, and it's even called the Game Breaker Pack. That's what it's called. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's called the Game Breaker Pack. So, basically, what it gives you is... Infinite, infinite weapon durability, instant PP, god mode, super damage, super speed, big head mode, bodybuilder mode, dumb zombies, flat frank, giant hands, and cinema filters. I mean, who couldn't use an instant PP? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, 
So what do you, I mean, it's, it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's like, what are they going to be charging us for next? You know what yeah. I'm thinking? Is it really that much different than the unlock pack for, like, Burnout Paradise or anything like that? I mean, I guess uh, not, but it just uh, seems, uh, Capcom seem always, like, very desperate to just kind of anything DLC. Like, the, the smallest things, they, they're really, like... Look at Street Fighter. I mean, just costumes, yeah. you know? They, they really ex- expose that whole DLC. They try to exploit it and, and just... Just charge for anything, you know? Does it disable achievements? That's what I want to know. I would probably assume it does. I would probably... I, mean, I, it I, could should. I could be wrong, but I, I assume it probably does. I don't know. Capcom. Uh-uh. You don't get cheats in games anymore, do you? Remember when there was all the no, rage? Well, but you see, they did. They were the like, developer things, tricks just for them to fly through the game just to check things, weren't it? You know, that was a part yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, look, but I'm just in yeah. general. Like, you, don't, you don't get them anymore, do you? Like, no. I remember you used, to get, like, you used to get a magazine that used to be like two pages at the back just for yeah, cheats. cheats. Yeah. Yeah. The last one that I can order. really remember is the... Remember the infinite air and, and the, the codes for the original Dead Space? No. You yeah. can keep refilling your your air. You could uh, you could pause the game, enter the code, it refills your air. Didn't know. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean it was and such was, an easy was that like a, that. Was that like a press A A B B start? Mm-hmm. You no, know, select yeah. etc. Wow, well, I've never yeah. I've, I haven't known a cheat like that for years. Yeah, I mean no, except I mean, stuff that you turn on in menus and stuff. That's about it. I mean, yeah, I mean the last ones I remember were in GTA Four, but they were sort of cheats, but not really because they were. Well, yeah, they, were just, they weren't like a developer. Yeah. You know, it was just. I mean, like, I, I'd always use like the spawner car because it wouldn't disable any like um, achievements or anything. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, the cars are everywhere, but like I like the comic. The comic cars, I like those. I always just like spawn one and then just write. And around. it would warn you as soon as you put the number in his head. If you carry on with this, it will disable the achievements. Didn't Not it? all of them. Not all of Not them. Not all of them. Some of them did. The ones that did, it would tell the car, you. The car, the sporting cars was fine. You could yeah. do that. As much helicopters. Well. That wasn't a good one for that. That that definitely disabled the achievements if you spawned the helicopter in the middle of a road. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember the last one. I mean, the last time I used one was probably the original Tomb Raider. Was the last time I probably yeah. used one, which was for the uh, infinite ammo and in, and all the weapons unlocked. Yeah, the, the last one I did was San Andreas, like GTA San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. The last ones I did. But yeah, I'm with you, and I just think it's weird that they're like, do you know what we should do? You know all those cheats people used to use. Let's just charge people for them. It'd be great. We'll make loads of money. Next, the next Capcom game will be a start menu, and then you press yeah. start, and then it'll go. 800 points to do the first <laughs> chapter. I mean, I mean, the whole concept of off the record is just weird in itself because it is just the same game. It's, you know, Such Dead Rising 2 thing, with, yeah. with Frank West in it. Well, I mean, isn't it? I mean, I, I guess we could take, you know, a little bit of solace in the fact that it is a single player game and it's not a multiplayer game that's going to break anything. Oh yeah, I mean, and it, does, it doesn't do, you know, obviously it's, it's not going to do that, but it, it's just a bit weird. It's just yeah. weird. I mean, the most of these cheats were in single-player games. I mean, I was watching, just out of interest, I went to um, uh, to a party, and there was a lad there with, a, with, a, with his laptop. He had this really sort of top-of-the-range laptop, and he was playing Oblivion on it. And obviously, he just kept going into all the different cheat modes, like God Mode, and, you know, he, he would just sort of go into console and type dead, and whatever was in front of him would just drop down dead. You know, and it and it was just weird watching the way he was playing, and I was like, "What are you getting? What are you getting out of doing what you're doing? Because it's just you're not. What are you getting from that? Yeah, it's just weird, you know. And he was like unlocking all the different weapons, and he went went in the because obviously on the PC there's a weapon room with every weapon in the game in it, and he would just get respawning millions of them, and then he was carrying them all, and it was just he had like 
you know, thousands of weapons in his inventory. You know what I mean? I'm like, what are you, do- what are you doing? I don't get that. I really find it really hard to understand what people get out of doing it. It's not no. satisfying at all. No. 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 Yeah. It was like it was it was almost like he was just it was like he was picking his nails, you know, it was like you know, he was do you understand what I mean? He was just yeah. like yeah. doing it for the sake of doing it and he weren't Going getting through the motions. Yeah, wasn't getting anything out of it. Yeah. You know, there was nothing for him, you know, he wasn't getting anything from it by from, from what I could see. He was just doing it. Yeah, very odd. Very odd. <laughs> Um, okie dokie so that, that's it for confessions and just that tiny little bit because I saw that and I thought yeah that's that's really not good um, so yeah let's let's do some emails oh that ruled okay we've only got two we've got Dan King and we've got Hans V's go Okay, so this is an email from uh, Dan King, Super Dragon Dan, who we know him as. We met him at Eurogamer Stew. We did. Yep. We did. Firefighter as well, he is. See I know. Yeah. 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 Telling me yeah. telling me some funny stories that they get up to those firefighters. Ah, uh, real men. Not like me. Anyway, Dan <laughs> says, uh, Dear Veteran Gamers, after listening to episode 96 and your discussion about Modern Warfare 3, I felt compelled to write in and share my opinions on the subject. As games get more realistic... Uh, gamers are becoming hardened to violent and potentially shocking scenes. As a result, game developers are left with little choice but to up the ante every time they release a big title. Big games are expected to, and do, sell in their millions, mainly because of advertising campaigns on which they spend vast amounts of money. It is is my understanding that a game like Call of Duty, the die-hard fanbase is relatively small compared to the masses that get swept up in the publicity machine in the days and weeks leading up to the launch. This is a big email. Uh, you, cannot a critici- big email. you cannot criticise a game or developer for wanting to create an advert slash cutscene that creates a bit of contra- controversy uh, because, firstly, it sets them apart from the crowd and also it gives them the best kind of publicity going free publicity. On the subject of Modern Warfare 3, cutscenes with the exploding van that kills the child and her family, I don't believe that you're supposed to feel any connection to the characters. It's more about the anonymity of the victims and the indiscriminate nature of terrorist attacks. You are not supposed to feel anything for the individuals that are killed in the blast because they are not being targeted directly. But you are supposed to reflect on the possibility that this family could have been anyone's family. And from that point of view... Nobody is really safe. With this in mind, if, you're, if you are only playing Modern Warfare 3 for the multiplayer, then I can understand why you would be nonplussed with this cutscene, because it is directly related to the single-player storyline. To finish then, yes, Modern Warfare series is supposed to be a spectacle, and it is boombastic and Hollywood-esque, but only because it has to be. Speaking as a combat veteran in the real world, told you, he's a real man, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that real warfare is something I hope you will never have to witness firsthand. And if playing a boombastic, over-the-top first-person shooter game is the closest I ever get to the theatre of conflict again, that will do for me. Keep up the good work. Soup Dragon Dan, signing off. P.S. Come on, guys. Deal with my confession. It's been four weeks now, and I need absolution. <laughs> yeah, well, don't. We from will his get... iPad. Check him out with his iPad. 
Now, I did I did send him one back saying, you know, we have got unfortunately confessions in front of him. So so that's why he hasn't been. Well, we're getting to it. Don't worry. Dan, I know you've served in the in the forces and you're a firefighter and you've you've probably done so many great things. But fucking get in line, son. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're British. You should be. You should know about queuing. Yeah, up. we all queue in Britain. Yeah, we know how to queue up. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I've now watched the infamous sort of blowing up the child scene. I've had I've a look played at it. through, and you've played it. So I, I was going to ask you when we were talking about it again, but I thought I'll wait till this email because obviously I knew we'd be discussing it. So what did you? What did you think? I mean, I've looked at it. I, I think it's pretty violence, you know, porny in a way in the way it's set up. I think it, it's definitely there to cause the con, con controversy. I, I, I think it's it, it does feel like it's like let's put this in and. It's even the way, right? The little kid goes and almost strokes the van. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at me playing over here by this van that just pulled up. And these <laughs> two weird mass men jumped out and did it. Yeah, I'm like, well, what's that mother doing? Come on. And also, um, you're controlling the camcorder, aren't yes, you? Yes. You know, uh, I, I, I just, I do feel like they they put it in just to kind of go, hey, let's break it up, let's do something a little bit. Whoa, you know. Um, that's all it feels to me. And he, yeah, I think Dan's right. Like they have to try and up the ante every time, but and they they didn't really up the ante in this one. And uh, uh, the, the, there is a the, the later on in the game, there is a callback to to the part you know the the, the famous uh, or infamous airport scene from Modern Warfare Two. There is a there is a callback to that, um, which it's quite an interesting take on that. But I, I do think that it's. That it's just kind of like let's stick it in and see what see what happens. The, one of the best spectacle bits though is on the, the, there's a plane in in the game, and one of the bits in that is just wow. When it happened, I was like, Jesus, that's great. That's so much better to look at than you know some girl being blown up or whatever. That's more interesting. You know, it's just it's like that. That's what people should be talking about. Well, that, I, I think that's my that was my point pretty much. Is yeah. like, did that need to be in there? Is it Not part really. of the story? Does it give you anything extra in addition to what you could have done in in other ways? You know, with the van just pulling up and exploding anyway. You know what I mean? Would you have needed any of that other stuff? Uh, I don't know. It just feels like it's you But uh, the yeah. the plane sex. There's one bit where the plane just. It breaks and oh god, that's so good. It's just—I mean, I would urge you to play the game just to see that. It's just brilliant, fantastic. It's all right. I've seen it on on the YouTube. I've already. Looked. Oh yeah, well. You know. <laughs> I, I mean, don't need to. Seem like I said. Maybe... I saw it all compressed into five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> isn't there isn't there a better way from a narrative perspective to to introduce something like this? Like. Isn't there a way to sort of show the character that you're playing at the time or whoever the main character would be and sort of show them in context with their family? Maybe their family was killed or something and then show them with a kid. And then whenever it it sort of jars you back into the present day, when he looks at this girl, he sees – Sort of the an apparition face of his child mapped to this yeah. kid. That way, you get the connection. It, it, I think that invests a little bit too much time. And and the thing Maybe. is, the, the, you can tell that Call of Duty don't care about the character that you're playing as. And yeah. in fact, it's it's quite rare that they they flesh out the character that you play as. And in Call of Duty Four, you play as Salt McTavish, right? And in Modern yeah. Warfare Two, Salt McTavish is actually somebody that you're with. And it's one of the first times they've actually put a voice to. Um, you know that you, that you actually see your own character that you used to play him mm-hmm. for, and they they've fleshed him out and everything, and he and he's in this one as well. Um, and they do it again, to very small scale. They'll do it again on this one, but some of the other like you play as a, a, an American guy called Frost throughout the game now and again, 
And, you know, like, he, he doesn't die throughout the game. Sometimes they kill your own character. He doesn't die or anything. And you never find out what happens to him. You know what I mean? Like, the, the ending happens and you play as somebody else. Yeah. And that's that's a great. I thought it was a good ending, but you never find out who's who. What happened to Frost? You know, like so. It, it, they don't really invest in the person that you are. They invest in what's going on around that person. Okay. And I, I think anything to do with that person, like your own family, would just it would just be really awkward and sh- like even worse than this. Like this is, feels like it's shoehorned in. That would even feel even more so. I think it, it just feels a bit. We're trying to reach your emotions, and when. And when that happens, you you feel even less towards it. You, you probably wouldn't give a f- care. Yeah, I was going to swear that. I was cutting down on that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like the, yeah. it's like the Gears of War two thing, you know. Like when they reach for it so so desperately yeah. uh, for your emotions, it comes it comes across as ball and uh, just rubbish. So down with you. I just feel like if this was meant to be a, a serious Oscar winning film contender, etc., you know, then trying to put all that sort of thing in the you know in context. Uh, would be fine, but but it isn't, is it? You know, and that, that's what we've got to accept. It isn't, and he doesn't need it. You know, it just needs big explosions and massive set pieces. That what that's what people want. You know, we're not bothered yeah. about serious stuff. So it makes me think about the way I felt about Arkham City as opposed to Arkham Asylum. And to me, Arkham City lacked that personal connection with Bruce Wayne that was present in sort of the back alley scenes and things from Arkham Asylum. Like, I feel completely like Arkham Asylum is required reading for Arkham City in order to have that personal connection with the the tortured soul that is Bruce Wayne as he is, as he assumes the guise of Batman, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I totally see that. I think, yeah, I think because you got a lot more backstory, and also, I think as well because you went back to the Batcave and all that sort of stuff in, in yeah. Arkham Asylum, you had a more personal, intimate connection with him than you do in, in Arkham City. But that doesn't stop it being a great game. I know. I'm such a whore for story, though. I, yeah. I really am. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you there. I am with you there, but yeah. I can understand where you come from. Okay, uh, here we go. Second email. This is one from Hans V. And I'm liking Hans V's emails. I'm liking the guy. You know, he's doing some cool and, you know, quirky emails for us. So uh, here we go. He says this. Uh, the title is Skyrim Game of the Human Race! Exclamation <laughs> point. In capital Jesus. letters. You know, this this guy is excited for this I think game. he likes this guy. I think he is. I think he is. Uh, I think he might have just jizzed as I read that out, possibly. Zelda. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, he says this. He says this. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to start this email, but I just have to say Skyrim, Game of the Year, screw Game of the Year, best game ever. I have been playing as an orc, and I am now level eight. I have killed two dragons, and I'm specializing in large weapons. Uh, destruction magic and archery i am on the mission where you first visit the Greybeards uh to find out about your raw just a little insight to you all of those skyrim players out there i have played about 12 hours love the game i think more than fallout which is my previous best game ever i've only played three or four matches in modern warfare so we go straight from that uh to i've only played three or four matches in modern warfare 3 uh, just because I like Skyrim so much. So he comes back to it, don't worry. Uh, I played a game with two large maps on the ground, a 656-page hardcover $40 guide next to me, and my PS3 TV and controller. Uh, the picture attached is what it looks like. The guide is tremendously helpful, 
uh, for anyone who plays the game. I think if Bethesda would come up to me and say, $300 or no more Skyrim for you, I would pay $300. Hell, I would have bought the game for that much. He's so huge. huge. Anyway, <laughs> off to watch The Office. <laughs> <laughs> okay look this is the most random email ever so yeah off to watch the office uh anyway to follow up on last week's email Stu, you played rage way too fast i just got to the second disc and i'm not i don't know how you can play a linear first person shooter slow or fast you just play it at whatever pace it goes you just you, you push the thumbstick up slightly <laughs> you, you, uh, i don't uh, know what i mean Yes, I guess I could have done the side quest, but they were rubbish. So yeah, I had no. Right. The end was bad, and the end was terrible. The end was bad. The end was yeah. terrible. But anyway, that's an aside because I did like the game. I think he's got the wrong idea. I think he thinks yeah. I did like. I did like the game. I was just very like, what is that ending all about? What is that? Some anyway. of the best shooting out there, man. Yeah, Guaranteed. yeah. God, you're, you're absolutely right. But yeah. you know, weak side missions and a terrible ending. Anyway, he finishes off. P.S. Anyone playing Skyrim should go hang out with the companions in White Room. Uh, which I haven't done yet, but I am planning on doing. So I will be doing that at some point. Now, interestingly, the picture you said he had attached isn't attached, so there is no picture. So, uh, uh, look, Hans V, send us a picture of your setup, because that would have been interesting to see. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, send us that in, man. It isn't there. I've looked. There is none. Well, um, is this wrong of me that a game like this sort of harkens me back to a time when I used to draw my own maps? Now, interest. Now, that's an interesting thing you've just said there, because my friend uh, Feng Chewy. Oh, come on, Chini man! Come on! Oh, sorry, sorry, I'll stop it. Feng Chewy. Um, <laughs> I know. God, I know. It's a while since we've done it. Yeah, as far as But yeah, he he right. He loves crafting stuff. He he's like wants to pick flowers, make potions, and do all that yeah. stuff. Right? Spends nearly all his game just doing that. Just Weird. you know, he played Red Dead Redemption and just collected flowers the whole game. That's all he did. <laughs> right? This is no word of a lie. Um, but okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. He in the first Oblivion, right? The game map he got with the game, he he marked on every single thing that he found in the game. Oh yeah. So every like dungeon, it. every fort, everything. Whatever he found, he marked it all on the map. So when I first started playing Oblivion, and he'd already played it on his PC, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm really struggling. Uh, all right, what do you need to do? And he got this map out and right? put it on the table. And it's like, what is all that? And he's like, oh, this is everywhere in the game, man. These, these are all the things. Right, you need to go here. And then when you've been there, you need to go here. And when you've done that, you need to go. And he actually went through everything that I needed to do in the game uh, to, to sort of get me going, really. And if it wasn't for him... I possibly wouldn't be playing Skyrim now because he really got me into into Oblivion because initially I, I really couldn't get on with it. I really struggled. Uh, and I think I've just sort of, you know, uh, from him doing that, it's, it's really made a huge difference for me. So, yeah. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So. Good. Nah, yep. shut up. Yep. So, can I, can I, are you going to be making a giant map then? Uh, is this fair to say you're going to be doing this? You know, I, I might. I mean, did the uh, did the collector's edition come with a cloth map or anything? Well, no, that's really weird, right? Because, right, okay. I ordered this off, off Shop 2 and it said, including cloth, you know, limited cloth map. So I was like, yeah. cool. Ah, okay, cloth, real cloth. I opened the box and it's it's a cloth effect piece of cardboard, like, you know. Thick. Oh, really? Now, so I don't know whether the, the collectors will have a proper cloth map, but, but the one, whether he just didn't come with it and I thought it was going to and didn't, I don't know. But the one I got was like, it looks like textured cloth, but it's actually sort of thickish card. 
I like my Dragon Age Origins map. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, you'll see. Have you got the special edition? Did you get that? No, I'll just be getting the regular one. But I don't know, man. The only reason I buy special editions anymore is for is for steel books, and and steel books barely exist anymore. I don't know why. Why do you want steel books anyway? Dude? I love them. They're because to me, games. Like I, I just got a new TV stand downstairs uh, the other day, and I have all of my games alphabetized and prominently displayed and everything. To me, those games are more than just a game. They're an heirloom, and they are the diary of everything I have accomplished as a gamer. Okay, definitely a yeah, nerd. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on a gaming podcast. Too. Yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so but yeah, great. I mean, I I love all that stuff. To be honest, I'm I'm sort of much same. I, I like protect my games, you know. And Millie's like, don't touch them with your sticky fingers. What are you doing? Get away from them. Move away <laughs> yeah. from the game. Kids you know? don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And and she's like, and then she's like, I want to put my DVD into. It. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'll do that. You just go <laughs> sit down there. Don't don't go near there. You know. <laughs> so yeah, you're very protective, aren't you? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know as well, one scratch in the wrong place, and that is it. You know, if you've not finished that game, that is it. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. kids. I know. Uh, so yes, let's. I'll just do the. We've got two new iTunes reviews, so I thought I'd read those out before we uh, do our shout-outs and get the hell out of here. So thank you very much for them. Uh, the first one is from Michael Vesey or Vesey, uh, and he says uh, podcast gold five stars. So thank you for that. We like that. Thanks, mate. Yeah, and he says, I love the show, always funny, always entertaining, and always thought-provoking. I, I'm not too sure about the five uh, point. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, do you jizz on the floor when you say Zelda? That, that, is, that oh, provokes. Oh. If that's the sound you make when you jizz. I, I, <laughs> your, your wife must be like, what are you, you know doing? What? What are you? I always think about, remember, uh, what was that... Um, what was that blank man or something? Remember with Damon Wayans when he was uh, he that woman just touched him and he was like oh oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. So Steve is now doing his vinegar stroke face. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, it carries on. Uh, the three hosts have different opinions and tastes, so often argue their points of view. Mostly stew. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the off-topic conversations are funny diversion, and the interview section is hilarious. I don't notice time go by whilst I'm listening and often laughing out loud, usually in public, quite embarrassing. Uh, my kids think I'm mental because I'm often quoting things from the podcast and raving about it. Unmiss- oh, man. <laughs> is this on the iTunes review? Uh, Michael Vasey. Is- oh, right. Is this still Michael? Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, quoted. We're being quoted. That is really seriously weird. T- to his family. <laughs> to his fa- To his kids. <laughs> to his kids. Oh, you'll never guess what they said. <laughs> Chairwarden here. <laughs> Dad, shut up. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Not Chad. What's the other? What was the other dude? The man who was going on about camping in in Modern Warfare. What was his name? El Presador. Uh, he'll be happy, won't he? Because obviously the dog tag mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the kill confirmed. You're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You'll ever to collect, be happy. Yeah, will he? yeah. To collect the dog tag, so there's <laughs> no, no camping. That. Yeah, he'll not be cutting out, banging any more trees. They fixed it for him. Obviously, we'll have to see. Uh, and then the second one we've got is from uh, Mike Hardman. And he says this. He says this. Audio highlight of the week. Audio highlight of the week. And he says, the VG podcast is without comparison the most entertaining podcast I listen to every single week. What? 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 Anyway. Uh, after listening now for the previous four or so months, it feels as if the host Stu, Duke and Chinny are now my weekly gaming gurus. 
the, the trio hold a hilarious friendship with each personality and different points of view shining through with ease. Although you will have to be a fan of sound bites. I'd recommend this to anyone who plays games. The voice of a very friendly and entertaining community. So that's what he said. So thank you very much. We love the nice reviews. It's really nice to get nice reviews, isn't it? Yeah, it's just nice. It's... You know, it's, it is very nice to get nice reviews. <laughs> no, thanks a lot. Yeah. It, it, it does help us up on the iTunes and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, all, it's just always fascinating to hear kind of like people talk about the show and stuff and how they listen and all this. Yeah. And it is weird because we just do our thing and we don't we don't really consider what people think so much. You know, I guess it's nice to get the nice reviews, but we we just yeah. do our thing. We'll be doing this if there is an iTunes or not. We'll, we'll be <laughs> yeah, we'll just be doing whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and on that note, uh, Pete Red Dog did send us a tweet, and I thought I'd mention this while we're at it. And he says uh, at Veteran Games UK, uh, my PS3 is dead has done to music what a killer's dream did to video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's a lot of them uh, just just falling by the wayside as of late. Uh, yeah, mine's gone Man. twice, and like my music says it all. You know, I, you know, I put mine to music. <laughs> mine has a ton of miles on it. I mean, that's why I sit there and think. You know, the thing's only three, four years old, something like that. You know, but it isn't. Uh, it isn't the age; it's the mileage. Yeah, no, so. too true, too true. Yeah. Okay, it is time to get the hell out of here, so we'll come to you first, Steve, as the guest, for your shout-outs. Well, uh, both of you, thank you very much, and, and I, I well, actually want to shout-out Duke. I kind of wish he was here. I would have liked to have been on, but then it, it, it kind of gets all sausagey, and there's too many too many yeah. guys in the room. Too many dicks on the dance floor there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's Everybody's great. nuts to butts. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so you guys, thank you very much for, uh, no, for thinking. Steve, thanks for coming me. on. I, I, yeah, I, I really love hearing that. your opinions and stuff. We don't, we don't really share the same opinion, Steve, on 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 some games because you like weird games and stuff. But because <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. No, because like I'm right and you're wrong. But yeah. I, 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 I think you're great, and I do miss like the normal shows. But pixel tracks, people, listen to the pixel tracks. That is good. So yeah. carry on, Steve, with your share. Sorry, I'm yeah. interrupting. So, uh, anyway, Steve. Sorry, go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, but so uh, both of you and, and uh, other than that, I, you know, I just want to shout out a, a bunch. I think that the VG Hub has a pretty, pretty damn great community, man. I really got to say, I mean, there's so many great sites and shows on VG Hub, and, and I have met a lot of great people that I otherwise would not have. So um, a big shout out to... Uh, to VG Hub and all the sites and shows affiliated with that. Um, but as far as me, you can catch me at thegamesmen, plural, dot com. And uh, every other week I do a little show called Pixel Tracks that is digital video game music trivia. And uh, every six episodes is a season, and the person that is at the highest part of the leaderboards after six episodes wins $20 worth of their favorite gaming cash. So, um, yeah, and, and I think it may behoove anyone to submit uh, if for the final show because I've secured just a little tiny prize, um, you know, a secondary prize for, uh, for the show. So the only thing is the overseas shipping, I don't know about that. But uh, well, I did that one year. We, did a, we got loads of swag from, uh, uh, from when we went to Eurogamer, and I said, anyone can enter, and I'll just ship it wherever it's got to go. Yeah. And it cost me £25 to ship it to someone in America. So. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so, which is about $40 it cost me. <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe but the nice thing is that, conversion. you know, codes for, for gaming currency are, carry no postage. So no. Yeah, yeah. That that's is uh, well, that's t-shirts fantastic. And, and bits and bobs do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah very much so. But yeah. uh, that's about it for me. I mean, that's where you can catch me. And, and uh, you know, I, I, hope that, uh, I hope that you enjoyed uh, Jenny ridiculing me for a few hours. So Come on. Yeah, come no, on. I love you, man. I love you, man. Okay, Ginny, to you, Ginny. <laughs> yes, I'm going to share it. Andrew Gold, because he won Halo 3 on the Overseas Connection, and I completely forgot to give him the code for it. So I'll share it to him. Uh, I should probably give him that soon. Um, <laughs> and I'm also, he's chatting to me on Facebook. He's playing Borderlands at the moment. And I said, welcome to 2009. Uh, uh, because he, he, he bought it on, on live, Stu. Ah, yeah, okay. because this is his girlfriend accidentally, in quotes, knocked over the TV. I play that he plays his Xbox on, uh, so he gave online a blast, and he bought Borderlands for a parent, and he loves it. And I said to him, "I've just been comparing Dead Island to Borderlands. You should try it." And then he told me that he's got Batman and everything, so yeah, I'm gonna play that anytime soon. Anyway, so Andrew Gold, who um, I'll give a shout out, Gangu Crimes, as we also know us. Yes, I've got some other shout-outs. Uh, the Victorian Ballers. The Victorian right. Ballers is a local football team um, uh, in Wolverhampton uh, that my mate plays for, and he's just set up a site and stuff for them. And he said, to, can you give us a shout-out on the podcast? So the Victoria Ballers. Uh, Ballin, if, if Duke was here, he'd be playing that. <laughs> but, yeah, so give them a shout-out. They won yesterday, Stu. Okay. Yeah, um, good, I good. think it was 1-0 or something, but they won. Very good. And I'll also shout out Alan Tang. And the reason for this is because his last name rhymes with Wang. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> he said to me, I said, uh... he said, oh, can you, I was on Facebook again, can you give me a shout out? And I said, why? Why do you deserve one? Last name rhymes with Wang. And I went, that's that's brilliant. pretty good reason to be honest. <laughs> I can't argue with that. You can't. That cannot be argued with. No, it's a good <laughs> reason. Um, can I ask? Can I just ask? You know, as we were recording the show last week, obviously we had an iTunes review where he said he liked the fact we didn't swear very much on yeah. the show where you swore nearly all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, did he get back to you? What did he say? Because you tweeted. He followed him. me on yeah. Twitter. He yeah. followed me yeah. back. I said, like, yeah. you know, I'm sorry for swearing so much, but we sweared a lot more this episode, but I'll, I'll cut down. And yeah. he did follow me, but he never replied. Did he so, not? Ooh, no. Maybe you've upset him with all this. <laughs> he's waiting yeah. to see if you're going to follow through on your yeah. word. Yeah. Talk about that, yeah. or he's got no fingers, and he can only talk with you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, look, look, email us in and let us know if, we, if we've let's, upset you, because we apologize. Let's, let's, let's yeah. upset him and yeah. see if he writes in the show. Yeah. Fuck off! <laughs> That's look now. Stop it! Come on! But no, it's, I, I don't know what happened. He, he just followed me. He just followed mm. me back. Yeah, just, so, uh, just email in the show whoever that goes against. Yeah, Amarakwai, Amarakwai was. Let us know. Let us know what's going on there. Do, you know, are you okay? Yeah. Um, okay, we've cut, we've cut down this episode. I think we have. There's been very little. Well, up until that point. We yeah, <laughs> and obviously Vlados, but well, she always swears. And it's stuff. been a lot of uh, jizz talk, but no, All right. yeah, 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 more suggestive stuff, I guess, than actual swearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I like we did have an Uncharted three play date. Um, oh yeah, so we did. Yeah, that. I missed that. I was. Yeah, so well, you mad were there as well, and I'm like, was he gone? He was there a minute ago. What happened? Yeah, you know what? I didn't realize. I was thinking that it was a Sunday ahead of what I was uh, thinking that it was, and yeah, yeah. Um, so we had Tuscan uh, came. Uh, Top Gun Mofo, otherwise known as GH Rocker, came along. He, that lad, is a beast. 
You know, you play with him. He, you're like, you're running around. I'm like, we're like, we've got five kills. That's pretty good for me. And I look, he's like 21. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he, he's just a beast. You know, he's, he's really kids good. kids are like, though, aren't they? Yeah, he's a really good player. Uh, Blue, Blue KY, he, he was really cool. I was sort of teamed up with him for a lot of the last match we played, and we won. And I was like, we just won. Yay. So, yeah, won a match. So, it was kind of cool. We were just, just playing two on three as well. There was only two of us and three of them. And we still won both. And it was fairly even Stevens. I had about 18 kills, and he had something like about 20 odds. So, you know, it wasn't massively differential. But, you know, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, Jake Brapp, he turned up. And Axeman Phil. So thanks to all you guys for turning up. But we had some fun. It was great. Um, yeah. I do have to say, though, playing that game, it's interesting with the, you know, the power play stuff. Have you, have you played it with this power play thing? No. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if I have competitive multiplayer in me anymore. It's, it's an int- I like it because it's fun. It's not as sort of like, it's not like Call of Duty competitive. I guess it can yeah. be. But for yeah. me, so far, it hasn't been really. Um, but it has its power. So if you're lagging behind, so if you're the team behind, so for instance, at one point, we were something like 27 to 13 up, right? So it was like really sort of beating them. Uh, it'll, it'll give them a, like a, almost handicap you. So it gives them yeah. a, a, the yeah. opposing. I'm not sure whether I agree with that or not, because it almost, because now I was like level two. So it wasn't like I was like really ranked up. Uh, we were just sort of doing better for whatever reason. And, yeah. and it sort of gimps you. So, like, one of the things it gave you, like, they, they like, double damage. So they, like, take, where it normally take four or five shots, it takes two or whatever to kill you. Well, it's just another argument for dedicated servers and be able to check a box where it's a power yeah. play game, non-power yeah, play not game. A, not applicable you know. or whatever. It was interesting because yeah. we were fairly evenly matched and it just happened that that game, for whatever reason, we got quite a bit ahead of them. And then it was leveled up and then we nearly got beaten at the end of it all and we'd like work quite hard at the beginning to get a lead. Yeah. And it was like disappeared because the other... So they do that. There's a double, double damage. Um, you get, obviously, there's... Um, like a mark man, I'm not sure what the advantage mark man, but it's sure you have to keep killing the same like the same person every time they respawn, and it has like mm-hmm. a little marker. Um, so there's that, and and then there's the um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. There was three that sort of I noticed. There was like the the double damage, the mark man, uh, and everybody everybody's visible on the map. So all the opposing team, you can see where they all are on the map all mm-hmm. the time. What for, time did you guys play? It. Uh, we played at sort of uh, 6 p.m. our time for about an hour and a half. You know what? That was exactly when I was turning the, the, the PS3 off for the Steelers-Bengals game. That's, that's uh, Yeah, that's right. I think some other... Did I miss that? Yeah. Um, I was playing something else at the time, and I think Greg left. I think it was Modern Warfare 3, and he left to watch that game. <laughs> it's time for football, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> the next time you play Uncharted... Send me an email or something. It'll alert me on my phone. And yeah, I'll... we'll de- we'll definitely do it again because it was a lot yeah. of fun and everybody had a good time. So thanks uh, to all you guys for turning up. It was really kind of cool. Hey, Stu, I got to share it. Paul Goggly, uh and Tom Davis and Matt Turner as well. They they liked us on Facebook. Oh, that's cool because we haven't done it. Oh, you see, I feel like we're missing all the clips. Man, we're there. I want to be your friend on the Facebook and all yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird. I- that Paul Paul Gallagher, sorry, I'm killing your last name. He said, "What do you think of Skyrim?" And I think I think you've answered that question. I think I've probably answered that question quite a lot. Uh, and yeah. he says, "I am Dragonborn." Ha! It is very cool. Very. Um, well, on that note, oh, before we go, actually, there is something I wanted to just clear up. There is something I want to clear up. Mm-hmm. Ginny, are you going to play Skyrim this week? Ready for next week's show when Duke's back? Then you can give your views. I'll play. I'll give it. I'll give. It, yeah, I'll give it a couple 
You've got to do it. Like, you've got to, we're going to hold you today. You've got to play it this week. I will. I will. I'll give it a good few hours and okay. see what I think. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Right. I'll well, definitely play it. I'll definitely play it. Well, on that, then, we do need to get a hell out of here. Oh, and I did have one more, more shout-out, actually. God, just... Damn. Just yeah, to you, Steve, really. I want to thank you for coming on the show and also for all the good work you did on the, you know, the Extra Life. And oh, that. yeah. Well done, Steve. Oh, you're here. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't just me, and I was a pretty uh, pathetic team captain there for a while. I was busy and stuff, but I tried to oh, sort of bring things in. Right, mate. Yeah, you did. We did. Uh, we did well. We did a lot. Uh, we we did thirty five hundred dollars over thirty five hundred U.S. dollars for eleven people. That's pretty. That's brilliant. That's pretty yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Right effort, mate. And I I was listening to your show when you read out that letter. Um, yeah. Or an email, sorry, you read out an email from uh, a certain woman who worked at yes. some place where you, you, the funds went to. And I thought that was great because you don't really hear where, where the money goes or how it affects some people yeah. positively. And I thought that was well read. So uh, uh, great work there, Steve. Well done. Yeah, yeah well I, done. I, I love how that gaming marathon shatters the preconceptions that gaming is, is unconstructive and for kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it it is not, and it is something that we do on a daily basis, and we can turn around and you know just take our our normal activities and turn them into something positive for somebody else, yeah. and somebody that really needs it. So, it is fantastic, and thank you to all the people that donated, and thank you to all of the people who participated and who donated their time. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's really fantastic. And on the on the flip, actually, it is for kids. There you go. Yes, it is. There you go. Yes, it, it is. was for kids. Um, <laughs> Right, on that note, we do need to get a hard for you. So, yeah, see ya. Peace out. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Done. Man, Done. that is a stacked up show. God, I'm glad, yeah. we, had, I'm glad we had Steve instead of Duke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that one of the outtakes? Uh, no, I was just going to leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why don't you? Instead, she